passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we are live from the post office. It's John Pollock and Wei Ting, and you and I are doing something that we never do, and that is talk. Oh, man. We are talking on a Wednesday. This is is our day of rest uh, from each other. True. Yeah. Uh, Well, no. I mean, this is only the precursor. This is only the warm-up before we really spend uh, perhaps too much time with one another, because this is our last show just hours before we head to New York. Yes. Uh, We are flying out on Thursday morning, and then it is nonstop. WrestleMania week events, shows, matches, and on this show, we're going to be doing a preview, not just of WrestleMania. We will have a very extensive preview of each match happening at WrestleMania, all 55 of them, and uh, we're also going to chat about all the major shows that we are going to, and we're going to give you kind of an overview of everything that is happening uh, from Thursday all the way until SmackDown on Tuesday night. It's very, very busy. I believe there are over 55 shows that are happening. Mm-hmm. It is just uh, an unbelievable amount. And we'll take a look at what the big shows are and what catches our eye as well. Yeah, very quickly, I want to let everybody know John has compiled a, a wonderfully kept, pristine, beautiful, up-to-date schedule with all the shows during WrestleMania week. And you can find that at postwrestling.com slash mania if you want to follow along with our discussion or just, just bookmark it if you are in town. Or, or if you're not even in town and want to catch up on everything that's going on at this very moment yeah it's just an easy thing to follow it's got all the matches listed it's as up to date as uh possible that we've got so far so you can go check that out postwrestling.com slash mania uh just a few other site notes i wanted to mention we did do another post media panel we did this around crown jewel and i really like the format of it so i did one this week with uh Raj Geary and Nick Hausman from Wrestling Inc., Sean Radikin from Pro Wrestling Torch, Josh Nason from the Wrestling Observer site, and Brian Fritz from Between the Ropes and Sporting News. Just talking a bit about, uh, from a media perspective, going about covering WrestleMania and just the entire uh, week, the decision, do you travel to their live, how has streaming changed it, and also potential changes to the presentation of WrestleMania. So you can go check that out on the main page of the site. And here at Post Wrestling, uh, I'm definitely looking for anyone, if you are attending any shows this weekend or even just streaming them from home, uh, any notes, any reports anyone wants to send in, feel free to uh, john at postwrestling.com. Way and I can only go to so many shows. So uh, anything that is happening this weekend, uh, definitely looking for anyone to... Uh, Share their two cents, and we will put it up on the site and give you a, a nice mention. Absolutely. Mentions. Yes, of course. Uh, and also, I wanted to quickly mention, thank you, everybody, who's uh, purchased something from the store right now, store.postwrestling.com. We have a WrestleMania week sale, 25% off all T-shirts. 
every t-shirt, including our combo packs, which I personally pack with my Japanese folding style. Man. Uh, and I'll even throw in some uh, coffee sleeves in there. So store.postwrestling.com from now till Sunday. And we're going to dive into our preview now of WrestleMania week. We will be taking calls sporadically throughout the show. Uh, we're going to try and keep this thing moving because this could be a monster of a show. Uh, the number to call, 732-800-4423. Or you can add us, Post Wrestling, on Skype. And we'll be taking your calls. But we are going to be keeping them brief tonight because we do have quite a lot to tackle. So, I guess, way as we are, WrestleMania week, in essence, is starting as we speak. There are mm-hmm. five different shows going on tonight in New York and New Jersey. We've got uh, Pizza Party Wrestling that's happening in Ridgefield Park. UPWA is presenting a card called Undeniable. Uh, Battle Club Pro is presenting their Woman Crush Wednesday show in Brooklyn. Uh, the one that probably has the most, most depth in terms of uh, names is Russell Pro Does Funny Equal Money? with Colt Cabana and Santino Morella against uh, the Heavenly Bodies. Uh, they have a Swoggle and Dan Moff in a street fight. Swoggle probably has the most unique matches this WrestleMania week. I'm I'm really amazed, but I also not really, because I would say, like, I mean, looking at a list of, of shows like we have, uh, just even on this day, the ones that really stand out are the ones that sound the oddest and honestly the most interesting. So I could see him being paired with a lot of people making for very interesting matches. And disrupting the impact continuity, Rosemary and Allie are teaming up against Team Tremendous on this show. Back oh. from the dead. Yeah. Uh, and then there's an event called Murder Mania. Night one, because murder mania cannot be contained in one night. Uh, that is happening in Brooklyn tonight uh, as well. So that's kind of uh, the, the the start to WrestleMania week. It's just a dive in with uh, five shows tonight. Yeah. Now, typically on a Wednesday, is, is it usually this busy or are we seeing busier and busier Wednesdays? Le- um, are you talking WrestleMania week? Yeah. Uh, I, I noticed the Wednesday shows kind of became the unofficial kickoff last year i'm sure prior to that there were maybe a few Mm -hmm. uh, but it seems like wednesday is now the official start and when you're like look at these companies these are not the ones that are going to be the major ones of the weekend you try to slide into a night that's going to have less competition Mm -hmm. and i'd say um kind of an interesting gap is saturday during the day there are some shows going on like pancakes and pile drivers but it's not a plethora of live events it's a lot of the conventions that you're going up against the wrestle cons and the accesses but for live matches it's we'll get into it saturday morning is uh that's kind of like if you were wanting to find a slot that wouldn't have been the worst place to go so we're not going through each and every match here, but we're just going to kind of give you kind of the highlights of some of these shows. So Thursday at noon, Evolve 125 is presenting a card. And this is interesting because, of course, they have the relationship with NXT. So they were able to get Kyle O'Reilly, who is challenging Austin Theory, or as Kyle O'Reilly calls him, Austin Tahiri for the Evolve Championship. Um Shane Strickland, who everyone is expecting is going to be finishing up his uh, outside dates this weekend, taking on Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins against Colby Carino, Eddie Kingston, Joe Gacy, Konosuke Takeshita, and Mao for the Evolve titles, uh, the Evolve tag titles, Kurt Stallion against Kazusada Higuchi, Harlem Bravado against Adrian Jaoud of NXT, Darby Allen, Anthony Henry, and AR Fox and Leon Ruff against John Silver and Alex Reynolds. So, Pretty much a good representation of what Evolve is today, a mixture of independent talent and NXT talent that are getting dates here. Yeah, I think a show like this is really interesting simply because of the WWE influence and um, 
it uh, if you're a Kyle O'Reilly, like this is a weekend where I guess other than this, this is it. What else are you doing? And yeah. so he's not on any of the access um, shows mm-hmm. that we'll discuss as well. So I mean, I'm sure you're going to take an opportunity like this to present your best self if this is your only opportunity. Uh, I also want to give a quick shout out to uh, our friend Benno from the British Wrestling Experience and also from the Grapple podcast. That's uh, Grapple Spotlight. He um, last year he did this, but he also did this year. He compiled like a great gra- uh, infographic of all the places where you can order. Uh, said shows not all of these shows are going to be broadcast or streamed live but the ones that are uh quite can, a lot are yeah you can find a lot of that information on uh benno's uh infographic which you can find at uh at benson richard e on twitter cool yeah go check that out it's a great graph and so many of these shows are available on fight tv the exceptions being of course uh, the wwe's content um well we'll go through it evolve of course is on a club wwn but uh, a lot of outposts for all these shows uh powerbomb tv is doing a family reunion card tomorrow at noon they're at the white eagle hall uh, destiny and fight club pro are doing a show together this was one where amazing red was going to be on but with the retirement announcement he is off that's headlined by trey miguel kip sabian of aew penelope ford and jake atlas who's getting a lot of buzz to crown the first destiny next generation champion and uh the rascals are on this card a kid out of spain is on this along with uh, carlos romo orange cassidy who i I think is gonna have a very big weekend he's got his own show that kind of fell into his lap that game changer kind of saved one of the time slots for the the collective something shows something that like i really loved about going to previous wrestlemania weekends in particular last year was to just really see who the most like talked about wrestlers were that weren't signed to any major promotion. I felt last year it was it was people like Nick Gage, it was people like Walter, who I think a year in afterwards have to me like become like I mean mega stars. Walter, you know, having a one of the most talked about matches that we're about to to chat about. Keith Lee two years ago. Sure. Um, um, I know Ethan Page. He is set to do nine shows this weekend. Wow, yeah. amazing. But I mean, Orange Cassidy is also a name that I see pop up like everywhere. Yeah, maybe I'll do some. Uh some searching here and figure out who's got the most uh, matches lined up this weekend. Ethan Page might be near the top because now you have so many guys that they are contractually obligated to certain places that it's um, you, you don't have a, a plethora of guys that are doing the crazy amount. I know Matt Riddle, I think, did 12 last year, which that's is insanity. Insane. Yeah. Um, so that's the Destiny Fight Club Pro Show happening at the NYC Arena in Jamaica at 3 p.m. on Thursday. WXW is coming to Laboom in Queens. And it's kind of like these... De- it's kind of like these home turfs for all the different places. The White Eagle Hall is where the collective is going to have their shows. You have Laboom, which is all of the WWN affiliated shows. You have the WrestleCon Hotel at the Hilton, uh, which is where all their shows are happening. Uh, the NYC Arena has, I believe, two shows that are happening. And then, of course, the the WWE shows and Madison Square Garden. But I feel that's that's pretty much the major venues. We're looking at Queens, Manhattan, um and New Jersey. And New Jersey, yeah. yeah. Impacts out in Rawway. So mm. uh, WXW at Laboom. That's got uh, Bobby Guns versus Shigehiro Irai for the WXW Unified World Heavyweight Championship. Aussie Open, who are booked on quite a number of shows, are on there. LAX is also all over the place this weekend. They're taking on uh, uh, Alexander James and Jern Simmons. 
David Starr, who is not contractually obligated to anyone, he's mm-hmm. going to be uh, all over the place as well. And Darby Allen also on that WXW card. Then we get into the first show you and I will be attending, and that's Thursday at 4 p.m. for Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, presented by Game Changer Wrestling. And before we get into this card, I think that Game Changer Wrestling, they seem to be, uh, when I did the media panel, that is the promotion that has been able to find their niche, uh, and I wouldn't even call it a niche necessarily, of WrestleMania week. They have become putting their stamp on their style of show and it has been like they have had the Midas the Midas touch and I think that this weekend is finding these themed shows and making them work for their audience they have been perfect absolutely um I think even just in terms of the way they announce these matches on social media obviously a lot of the great social media promotion they do for something like spring break they to me are again like i've called this before like they are the cool indie label that i think everybody wants to be attached to in this case josh barnett and what an interesting card this is yes it's headlined by josh barnett and minoru suzuki so you have the disciples of carl gotch and billy robinson in the main event so now for people who 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 didn't watch bloodsport last year when it was a matt riddle promoted show this is shoot style professional wrestling yes yes Uh, no ropes Mm-hmm. And very much presented in the style of, you know, Bloodsport. Um, that's kind of a very, very heavy MMA accent for this kind of a show that was unlike any other show last year. Yeah, I would say last year from what I saw of it, it, it I thought it was mixed, you know, in terms of like how overall uh, entertaining I, I thought the show was. I'm looking forward to see like a, a different crop of guys, uh, their take in particular, Phil Baroni. This is, I, I'm so looking forward to this card. So let me just run through here. Josh Barnett versus Minoru Suzuki. Frank Mir yes. versus Dan Severn. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing to me. That is bizarre. I think that one's going to have to be, like Frank Mir has never done a wrestling match right. in his life. And I I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what, what the end result is. Yeah, I this could really be a fish out of water kind of. So, but I mean, he's also doing a style of match that you would think would be the best, and it should be five minutes. Yes, I'm 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 expecting a lot of jujitsu. Like, I think jujitsu translates. I mean, it is shoots. It, it's all the same thing, right? You know, uh, uh, an exhibition jujitsu match uh, with a bit of you know maybe a softer faux striking mixed in between, doing it in, in a dramatic fashion. I'm very curious to see how how somebody like. Frank Mir does it. And I'm kind of curious to see the, sh- the, sh- the shape of Dan Severn at this age. Yeah, and his age, yeah, I'll look it why up. don't you, you look it up? Uh, he's got to be late 50s. Uh, Dan Severn is 60 years old. He is 60. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he lives a very healthy lifestyle. So, I mean, he has that going for him. Uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Hideki Suzuki. Killer Cross is taking on Davy Boy Smith Jr. I think this could be a real... I'm not even going to call it a sleeper match. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Killer Cross on Impact. And what's interesting, he noted today, he's on this show. He is not booked on the Impact show Thursday night. Interesting. It's very strange, Hmm. I think. Like, he is one of the top heels on Impact. But uh, this, apparently, unless he's doing some surprise at Impact and could just be leading people on. But as of right now, not announced for it. Simon Gotch taking on J.R. Kratos. Masashi Takeda versus Jonathan Gresham. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jonathan Gresham is... Perfect Again, for show. Uh, perfect for this show and a, another guy who's got um, some interesting matches this weekend. He's going to have a singles match with Otani. Wow. Um, I think Shinjiro Otani is going to be one of the... He's going to have the great Sasuke role of 2019, Maybe. I think. Uh, and then Andy Williams uh, taking on Chris Dickinson and the real main event, the people's main event, Phil Baroni versus Dominic Garini. If that's the opener, wow. 
What a great start. The New York yeah. badass. Maybe Larry Landless will be the referee. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see how many of them really stick to kind of the the shoot style uh, aspect of it. Again, like somebody like Nick Cage being in in Bloodsport last year, I I don't know how much it really worked out for for the theme. Uh, right. But um I I I you know, this to me like is a roster that seems perfect for this type of show. Yeah, and I it's interesting because this is the time of the year where these shows, it's the one weekend of the year where they're not as they're advertising the start time, they're also advertising when this show will be out by (laughs) because that's a big concern for fans it's like to me you should be aiming for i would say two hours and 15 minutes that's to me the sweet spot and you are really asking your audience a lot and spring break can get away with it and certain shows can but once Mm -hmm. you're passing the 215 mark you better be a major show that is because audiences are going to be they're looking at their clock at the two hour mark because they have a lot planned on the website it's it's listed this show from Four to seven o'clock, and we'll see how much it stays within that range. Wow, that's gonna be this that's is gonna a be lot an of in- matches. That's gonna be an interesting uh, commute for us. Yeah, uh, we might be late for our next. We show. have to stay for Barnett versus Suzuki, though. Oh yeah, we will. We will stay for this whole show. We might be late for the next one. Um, let's go into access because this weekend, uh, of course, they're doing the signings. They're doing all the exhibits that they usually have, but now they have also incorporated matches over the last couple of years. So on the Thursday night access session from 6 till 10, which is happening at Brooklyn Pier 12. Uh, Roderick Strong versus Tyler Breeze. Harper taking on Dominic Dijakovic. And Luke Harper has promoted this as though this is the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. This is maybe the biggest promoted access match in history. He did. I mean, there's there was so much genuine feeling in that Twitter post he, po- uh, he wrote about how you know, a year ago, he was winning the tag team championships. Several years ago, he did such and such, all these accomplishments. And this year, he's 39 years old, or somewhere around there, yeah. 39. And he's wrestling at Access. But he's, like, putting all that frustration into this match against Dijak. And, um, man, it I, I thought he did such a good job promoting a match like this that I'm totally looking forward to it. I hope they're taping it and putting it up somewhere. I'm sure they're taping all of this stuff. Um, I could see it rolling out at some point. <laughs> An interesting, like, we look at Ali and the what if had he not got hurt. Mm -hmm. So Rowan suffers his injury and he goes out. And from my understanding was that Luke Harper, like, he had the wrist surgery and it was something that had been nagging him for a while. So when Rowan got hurt, he elected to have the surgery. And then Rowan was cleared beforehand and got the Daniel Bryan spot. You have to wonder that Luke Harper, that would have been his spot. And I would say Harper would have been my choice as well for that specific role. I totally agree. I think he would have been better. But, you know, this is what it is. That's wrestling in a nutshell. uh, Timing. Uh, And then Sanity versus the Undisputed Era. And Cassius Cassius Ono versus Aiden English. Huh. Be a kind of interesting match. Yeah. So there's certainly more of a draw for access than in years past. I could say before... Access was completely skippable. I've always said go once because it's fun to go once, but they they are more and more trying to attract people, but it's a loaded market, and I don't know if this kind of a lineup is enough that it's going to uh, steer people from, say, the WrestleCon Super Show. It depends what type of fan you are. If you're a fan who tip- who only watches NXT and WWE produced product, you're going to want to go to a show like this rather than something like Bloodsport because you know all these names, and if you're a fan of something like, you know... True. Uh, Jinder, Ma- <laughs> you want to see Jinder Mahal wrestle? Like this might be her only chance this weekend. 
Well, he's only signing. I don't think Jinder oh, Mahal's wrestling. Oh, he's only signing? Yeah. Oh, you got to save that for the pay-per-view, I yep. guess. And then the New Day and Charlotte are, do, are VIP and premium VIP. Right, right. But, you know, like, I mean, listen, Roderick Strong versus Tyler Breeze. Like, I'll watch that. That sounds great. All these matches sound great. Uh, then they have the, the Mark Hitchcock Memorial WrestleCon Super Show. And this is a loaded, loaded show. And they've only announced four matches so far. But I think oh. this is going to be one of the shows of the weekend. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Bandito. Uh, last year, I think Will Ospreay was contender for MVP. performer of the of the weekend. Sure. I think it was Ospreay, Riddle, and Nick Gage for me. Yeah. Walter, <laughs> uh, I thought, was great. Yes, well. yes. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shane Strickland. Masato Tanaka versus Eddie Kingston. And Dragon Lee versus Cavernario, which this is a show i don't care what time we get home thursday night and do our show this is probably one i'm probably going to order thursday night and try and watch at least some of it uh liger is on this show pentagon jr has been announced phoenix scu puma king black taurus lax djz sammy guevara diamante samantha heights and arez this show looks fucking great Mm -hmm. yeah we don't even know the other matches but just from those four yeah yeah they did have to announce uh some matches here. Oops, sorry. Um, so then we, uh, going head-to-head with the WrestleCon Super Show is MLW Rise of the Renegades, which you said Bloodsport is running from 4 to 7. This starts at 7. Yeah. So we have to get from uh, the White Eagle Hall to uh, the Melrose Ballroom in Queens. We'll figure out how that's going to work. Uh, there are a lot of matches here. This is a television taping. So um, I know that it, it's been discussed that some talent, they've been unable to work elsewhere because... This being a television taping, it's like traditionally WrestleMania week. These are one-off shows that pretty much it's not you have to be there early. But for a television taping, they do have to tape non-wrestling segments. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate for the talent that want to just keep their schedules completely booked. Um, But MLW is also taping television. So I can see both sides here. Uh, Tom Lawler is taking on Jimmy Havoc in a New York City street fight for the MLW title. L.A. Park is taking on Pentagon Jr. Uh... This was originally the uh, Roosh versus L.A. Park Mm. uh, show before Roosh signed with ROH. The Hart Foundation is taking on MJF, Richard Holiday, and Alex Hammerstone in a tables match that they've been building up on television. Uh, They also have MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr., which they are still announcing both matches. So I assume MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. are just working twice on this show. Two sets of tapings? Yeah, yeah. I can see them just breaking this up. This is probably going to be several episodes. Uh, Phoenix versus Airwolf, Mance Warner, who's getting very popular, against Sammy Callahan, Minoru Tanaka, the GHC Junior Heavyweight Champion, against Daga, Gringo Loco versus El Io de LA Park, Joseph Semel versus Ace Romero, Ace Austin versus Ray Horace, Barrington Hughes versus Jacob Fatu, and Koto Brazil versus Jordan, not John Oliver. <laughs> Although, if he shows up with glasses and a British accent. If there is not a British man in glasses for the clusterfuck. Remember last year they had the commission member from Louisiana do an angle? Yes. Yes, that's right. So Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I really haven't been following much of MLW, but I look forward to catching up on a show like this, in particular seeing somebody like a Jacob Fatu, who I've been hearing tons about. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, really starting to break out, and he's part of the, uh, the Contra unit uh, faction that they've just debuted. So that's at 7 o'clock. Interspecies Wrestling. These are the guys who got the uh, the warning from Lego about oh. uh, having a match where the fans bring the Lego. Now it is redacted. Uh, and that match, uh, bringing the colored bricks. I'm surprised you didn't want to go to this one. Uh, we have Matt Tremont, Addy Starr, Jeff Cannonball, and Viking. 
uh, plus Sexy Eddie versus Swoggle. I'm going to bring up every Swoggle match on these shows so you can get... Okay, should I keep a Swoggle tab? Yeah, keep a Swoggle. Okay. Uh, who is the one he's he's facing on the uh, the one I just mentioned? Um, the one before the 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 um, laugh, funny equals money? Yes. Dan Moff in a street fight. Right, okay. Yes. Oh, Swoggle. I'll um, just keep track of how many matches. Yes. Yeah, so that's the... Uh, we also have the, the Bastion Snow International Food Fight Invitational. This one's at the White Eagle Hall. Uh, interspecies wrestling. DDT is running a DDT authentic card uh, at Laboom at 8 p.m. on Thursday night. Daisuke Sasaki versus Konosuke Takashida. Senshiro Takagi... Uh, Tak- uh, Takashi versus Mao in a weapon match. Um, Joey Ryan is on this card in a tag match involving Den Shakudino. Um, yeah, like they are bringing over mm-hmm, a ton yeah. of their original talent. Cole Cabana's on this show. Ethan Page is on this show. Jason Kincaid's on this show. So a bit of a mix of talent, but a lot of DDT authentic talent. I really like would have lo- loved to have seen this show just as a as a way to see ddt because i i wouldn't have a chance otherwise unless i went to japan uh how authentic i guess remains to be seen and how well does it play to north american audience i i'm very curious to see that as well uh then of course thursday night murder mania 2 which will feature casanova valentine versus effie and airwolf eric cannon pinky sanchez and atomic thunderfrog at the our wicked lady in Brooklyn, New York. So maybe if you feel it's a murder mania late Thursday night, sure. right, that's an option. Uh, uh, this is interesting because we're getting into the late night shows. Yeah, yeah. These are a staple now uh, doing the late uh, shows. AIW is at the White Eagle Hall presenting the Slumber Party Massacre. And a- AIW, uh, John Thorne, are like their matchmaking, I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. They try and do a lot of cool stuff and stuff that you look at their card and be like, what the fuck? As I'm looking at it right now, I think I'm going to have to add to my tally. Eddie Kingston is taking on Shinjiro Otani. Yeah. That should be something. Sounds awesome. Scott Steiner versus Swoggle. Yes, number three for Swoggle. And to me, the most anticipated one of all the ones that you just mentioned. Colt Cabana and Grado versus MJF and Ethan Page. Sorry, this means Swoggle is going to have to go from this uh, interspecies thing right to um, AIW. Okay, the yes, he's going to have to do that. Phoenix and Pentagon are doing the WrestleCon Super Show at 8, mm-hmm. uh, or at 7. They're doing the MLW show that's at 7. Wow. And they have Impact at 11 p.m. that night. So they are doing three shows Thursday night. They are booked all over the place uh, this weekend. Uh, Nick Gage versus Mance Warner. That's going to be something. That could be the most... uh, that match is going to get over with this audience. Uh, La Familia de Tijuana versus the Young Studs in a Mexican death match. Matthew Justice, Tom Lawler, Tim Donst, and Pretty Boy Smooth in a four-way. And a AIW tag title match uh, is a four-way uh, tag title. So uh, that's happening at AIW. 11 p.m. Impact. Uh, they were originally running at the NYC Arena in Jamaica, and they cited a curfew reason and then moved venues, and it seems like they have done much better at the Rawway Rec Center, and they have a very good card. Uh, United We Stand is headlined by Rob Van Dam and Sabu against Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix, and they... Um, uh, Rob Van Dam just did an interview with the Sporting News. He has signed an extended deal with Impact, so he's sticking around. It was just going to be a one-off here. And this is the kind of match that I think people are intrigued by. Yeah. Just because it's one of those, when you want to stand out, what is that match going to look like? And it's a mixture of generations. It's a dream match, I think. You know, if it, it for, for, for a number of people, I would say. Um, 
Now, is it a dream match in 2019 with 2019 versions of Rob Van Dam and Sabu? I'm at least curious to see what that looks like. I think that's what they're going with. Yeah. And I would say if that's if you've only got a cursory interest in that, it's a deep undercard as well. Like, I think this is a really good card impact that's put together. Sammy Callahan versus Jimmy Havoc in a Monsters Ball match. Ultimate X involving Jake Chris, Jack Evans, Koto Brazil, Dante Fox, Pat Buck, and Johnny Impact. And it's worth noting, MLW and Impact are working together here. So that's why there's so much MLW talent on this show. That they are coordinating so that their show will be over in time for people to get to Impact. So they have been uh, working together here. Uh, Taya Valkyrie and Jordan Grace taking on Rosemary. Oh, sorry. It's Taya Valkyrie, Jordan Grace, Rosemary, and Katie Forbes in a four-way for the knockouts title. Joey Ryan versus Tessa Blanchard. This was originally Eli Drake, mm-hmm. and uh, they switched it to Joey Ryan. So it's it, not an angle. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it was an angle. They And they have not... Like, they've promoted this on TV, but it's not like they've been doing storylines leading up to this. They've just been doing graphics for the matches on TV. Brian Cage, Eddie Edwards, Moose, and TBA, because Johnny Impact was no longer part of this, taking on King Cuerno, Aerostar, Daga, and Drago. LAX versus Lowkey and Ricky Martinez. And Rich Swan versus Flamita for the X Division title. Flamita taking the spot of Yamato, who was part of the, the Dragon Gate contingent that had the visa issue. So th- that's a really good card, mm-hmm. um, as I've said now three yeah. times. And then the palette cleanser, 11.55 p.m. at Laboom. Kaiju Big Battelle, who, God bless these guys, have announced matches ahead of time. A week out. Just in case people weren't sold. It was like, ah, do I want to go to Kaiju? Oh, it's American Beetle and Hell Monkey <laughs> plus Burger Bear and Tukor. I can't mess that up. Plus, the Kaiju Grand Championship will be decided way. Yes. We well, went to Kaiju the last time they were in New York in 2013. What was that in New York? Yeah. Remember that, that was a goddamn lot journey we went to that was a find lot, that place? That was a lot tougher to get to. I it would was say really hard to find. This but, is a lot easier. I mean, a lot of people have asked me, should I go see Kaiju Big Battle? I say yes once. I say yes once as well. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't have It's a, an experience. It is an experience, I say, and and maybe you and I went to one that wasn't, um, like we were at like a big theater stage. Yeah, it was not a good environment. I would say a bar would probably be way better. Like yes, Laboom. Because when we went, it felt more like, like an after hours, lounge where people would just go and some of them sleep. Like because it was late, and and be prepared for that, wrestling fans, for some of these late night shows. Because even at a spring break, people all around us were like passing out. Oh man, the uh, the the crowd at Progress the day after spring break. Oh my god! Was like the it was like a, it was like a lecture hall. Oh, honestly, everyone was so tired yeah. for the first half of that show. Okay, so now we go on to Friday, and uh, the WrestleCon convention is going on all day long at the New York City Hilton Midtown. ROH has their Festival of Honor at the Hulu Theater, which is adjacent to Madison Square Garden. That's going on throughout the day, uh, the day before their show. Eleven a.m. Shimmer, which. Every single year we go, Shimmer is always the show I would love to get to, and I don't get to. And they've got a very good card here. A Dust versus Samantha Heights for the heart of Shimmer title. Nicole Savoy versus Hiroyu Matsumoto for the uh, Shimmer Championship. And Tessa Blanchard versus Dr. Britt Baker. Sue Young is on this card against Shazza McKenzie. And Chris Wolf, who is doing her last matches this weekend. She oh. has brought up... Um, concerns about concussions and she's planning to walk away from wrestling so she's on this uh teaming with delmi exo ashley vox and solo darling against thunder rosa holly dead indy hartwell and steph delander so shimmer always puts out quality stuff and that's streaming on fight tv that's at laboom 
The show we will be going to on Friday morning, our first show of three on Friday, mm-hmm. is WrestleCon US versus the World at the Midtown Hotel. Ethan Page taking on MJF. Rich Swan versus uh, Yuro Kiroshio from uh, Japan. Brian Cage versus Masato Tanaka. That could be absolutely insane. Uh, Puma King versus Sammy Guevara. The Rascals versus Robbie Eagles, Adam Brooks, and Australian Suicide. Brian Pillman Jr. versus Emil Satoshi. David Starr versus Daga. LAX versus Teddy Hart and Harry Smith. And Darby Allen versus Black Taurus. Very cool. Could be a fun show. Yeah. And very close to where we are. Staying. Yes. Wake up. Go downstairs. IPW UK is running at noon. That'll feature uh, James Storm. This is a card that's just all over the place with interesting names. I mean, it's IPW UK uh, with Jimmy Havoc versus James Storm. James Storm is on one show, and it's the UK-based yeah. event. Oh, don't you know the Brit James Storm? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Joe Gacy on this. Uh, Bobby Tyler. Anyway, uh I've got six matches here that they have announced ahead of time. Chikara is happening at noon at the White Eagle Hall, once upon a beginning. Uh, Access from WWE is going on from 1 till 5 on Friday with matches uh, Tyler Bate versus Brian Kendrick, Jordan Devlin versus Akira Tozawa. I just watched Jordan Devlin and Walter, the re- the the title change mm-hmm. a few weeks ago from OTT. Mm-hmm. And how Jordan Devlin is only on access is just, I mean, that just tells you that um, I really believe NXT UK could do their own show, even Mm -hmm. now, um, WrestleMania weekend. I think oh, they, certainly. I, I think they do really well. Yeah, I think they do as good as, as I think any any of these other uh, super indies. Yeah, they are taping television here at Access yeah. as well for NXT UK. Uh, and then Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews against Arya Davari and Mike Kanellis. Grand Metalik versus Laguero versus Albert Hardy Jr., mm-hmm. formerly ACH. Yeah, see, like, that list looks amazing. And I, I think... Devlin and Tozawa? Yeah. That should be a lot of fun. You know, from what I've seen in previous access accesses, they've been like really good crowds, but they've been smaller crowds because the venue's not really set up for it, and people all around are like you know lining up for autographs and things like that. Now I try to think of like what these same matches might look like in an enclosed small room. It it make a world it's not a rest, it's not a live wrestling setting. No. Like it's an exhibit hall. Yeah. It's like a big monstrous hall. And then there's like wrestling is one thing that's going on in the corner. It's mm-hmm. not the the sole focus of why you're there. Uh, Rev Pro is at 3 p.m. You and I are going to this show. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi and Will Ospreay. Yeah. Is that a contender for match of the weekend? Uh, it could be. It could be a could top be. fiver. Yeah. Uh, Rapongi 3K versus Aussie Open. Tomohiro Ishii versus David Starr. David Starr's name's coming up a lot. Him and yeah. Swoggle are in a... I should keep a star tally, but it's too late. Ryusuke Taguchi versus Rocky Romero and Jonathan Gresham and Chris Brooks taking on Carl Fredericks and Alex Coughlin of the LA Dojo. Is this true? Only five matches? That's what they've announced. I'm oh. sure there will be more as well. And maybe, um, given that Carl Fredericks and Alex Coughlin are there, maybe... I think Shabbat is supposed to be in their corner. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, he could be there. Yeah, I expect more matches than this. And we'll be attending this with uh, our friend Todd Martin. Oh, cool. Yes. I think a number of people I've heard are going to be there. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, that should be a hot show. Yeah. Uh, WWN Super Show is going on at the same time as Rev Pro. That's over at Laboom. JD Drake versus Higuchi for the WWN title. Eddie Kingston, Shane Strickland, and Joe Gacy versus Lucky Kid, Marius Alani, and Bobby Guns. And then AR Fox, Leon Ruff, and Adrian Alanis versus Daisuke Sasaki, Tetsuya Endo, and Soma Takayo. Uh, as well, Austin Theory on this show. Allison K taking on Miyu Yamashita for the Shine title. And yeah, um, 
a lot of talent uh, in the, the WWN family and from abroad as well. That's coming in for that one. Black Label Pro. They have a pretty deep card. It's Adventures in Wrestling. And this is another one with a lot of interesting stuff on it. Shigehiro Irai versus Jonathan Gresham. Ethan Page versus Kobe Durst for the Black Label Pro Championship. Nick Gage versus Swoggle. Got it. Four. <laughs> Swoggle definitely has the most unique lineup of opponents. I think Swoggle against anybody is already pretty unique. But yes, Nick Gage against Swoggle. Is he doing any podcast panels? Unannounced, Maybe probably. Unannounced, yeah. Uh, Sad Camp versus Tank and Manny Fernandez. <laughs> Brian Alvarez will be taking on Orange Cassidy. For the ICW ICWA Texarkana Television Title, um, I to well, me that's on my list of like um, most interesting matches. Then we have Brian Zane of Wrestling with Regret is hosting a million dollar battle royal. Oh, okay. I met him last year. Yeah, he was at Wally Mania. Yeah. We chatted with him a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that those are among the matches at the Black He's Label Pro Show. Hosting the Battle Royal? Is he going to be in the Battle Royal? I it's it's in his name, oh. so I don't know if he's participating. He's in it. paying. It says it's his million dollar Battle Royal, so he's coming up with a million dollars from that YouTube money. It's, I guess that yeah, he's got YouTube. Wow. Fuck you, money. Impressive. Uh, so that's three thirty p.m. at the White Eagle Hall. Uh, this is a show that it was announced after we committed to RevPro, and I can't say I'm making the wrong choice going to RevPro, yeah, but no way. if I wasn't at RevPro, I'd be at this show. That is Stardom's American Dream 2019 in the Big yeah, Apple. Really tough to get tickets anyway, though. Yeah, this sold out right away, and they only announced the matches today. So the main event is Session Marth Martina, Jamie Hayter, and Andres Miyagi ver- and Kagetsu versus Mayu Iwatani, Tam Nakano, Saki Kashima and Arisa Hoshiki in, a, in an elimination match. But the big match that they're doing, Momo Watanabe and Utami Hayashishita, who was the rookie of the year last year for the Wonder of Stardom title. Mm. This is a huge match. This is perhaps the biggest match they can put together. Um, mm. This is going to be one of the best matches of, of the weekend, I think. Wow. That's a huge match for stardom. Uh, Hazuki versus Dust for the high-speed title. Brittany Blake and Dr. Britt Baker against B. Priestley and Konami against Hana Kimura and Bobby Tyler, as well as uh, Violet and Sonya Strong versus Natsuko Tora and Jungle Kiona. So that'll be on Fight TV and I'm sure on stardom's streaming, streaming service that you can check out later. I was honestly surprised when I heard that this sold out as fast as it did. And and I, I really do wonder like how much of the, the audience that have tickets to the show are It's a small venue, too. Oh, okay. How do we know how? I mean, it's the NYC Arena, which is where House of Glory runs out of. So mm-hmm. we're not talking a huge venue. I, I don't know the exact number though. Yeah, but um, uh, certainly, yeah. Uh, I hope uh, to hear some reports from this one. DDP's birthday bash workshop, the yoga workshop at the Hilton Midtown. Uh, the Friday night access card features Tyler Bate. Oh wait, is this? I think I read. Oh, you know what? The matches I read for the afternoon, they're going to be split up between the afternoon and the evening. Oh, So those four matches, uh, they didn't distinguish which are happening at which session. They just said those are happening on Friday. So again, you might see Tyler Bate versus Brian Kendrick. You might see Devlin versus Tozawa. You might see see, uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews versus Ari Davari and Mike Kanellis in either one of these two. Yeah. Maybe they'll do the same match two times. Yeah. Like the, why not? Yeah. Like medieval times. Yeah. Do like a choose your own adventure. What would yeah. happen if... Uh, oh, the split wins. Yeah, do yeah. that. Uh, something goes different in the match. Uh, MLW are running back-to-back nights on Friday night. They're doing Battle Riot 2, which was their 40-man battle royal that got over very well last year. And 
I believe they are close to, if not sold out both nights at the Melrose Ballroom. So that's a credit to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Battle Riot, they've announced Pentagon Pentagon Jr. in Phoenix, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Minoru Tanaka, L.A. Park, MJF, Ace Romero, Teddy Hart, Lowkey, Alex Hammerstone, Ace Austin, Ken Kerbis, Brian Pillman Jr., Mance Warner, Barrington Hughes, Jimmy Yuta, Ray Horace, Kota Brazil, Daga, Airwolf, Lance Anawahi, Hio de L.A. Park, Robert Dreisker, Myron Reed, Richard Holiday, Richard Sw- Rich Swan, Jordan Oliver, Leo Bryan, Michael Patrick, Dan Severn. Plus, they're doing the rematch between Loki and Daga when Loki tried to rip off Daga's ear. L.A. Park versus Jimmy Havoc, Teddy Hart versus Ace Austin, and Brian Pillman Jr. versus Rich Swan. It's a lot of names. That's a lot. Good of job. Yeah. I could have just said 40 man battle riot. And I think people <laughs> would have gotten the, the gist of things that the mainstays are all involved in that. Uh, but that show um, going head to head with NXT takeover Brooklyn, which um, certainly near people's top of the list, I would say for show of the weekend. Uh, we've got a super deep uh, show. So let, let's talk a bit about this takeover show. It is headlined by Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, two out of three falls for the vacant NXT title. My first question: Did you see the Tommaso Ciampa video today? I have not had oh, a chance to my yet. God, dude, I have uh, zero did... shame. I was crying by the end of this thing. Really, wow. I was crying by the end of this video. Do you... It is so emotional, dude. So now, what do you think that means for his eventual return, for his character? I mean, I I'm gonna let you watch this video for yourself. Oh. This neck injury, it is. Oh, it's it hard. is not the toughest thing this guy has dealt with. Really? I mean, it is just, it is a heart-wrenching video. How long is it? It's about 12 minutes, and it's the first of two parts. There's another part coming for it, but it's it's in the hospital. He goes through all of his injuries, and the attitude this guy has at the end, uh, and the reason for that attitude, I mean, it is just, it is an it is one of the best things I've ever seen the WWE put on on one person. I don't even want to call it like a promotional video. Like, it is a guy just completely... Let's stop the show. Let's just... Oh, let me, let me just go home and I just, watch it. I was not expecting, I was expecting to watch, you know, a very sad video because of the neck injury. Uh-huh. But then uh, he brings up like an issue that he has not made public before. Huh. And it is just uh, something else to watch. Okay. So it's on the WWE's uh, Performance Center YouTube show. They've been doing great work on that channel. Yeah, it yeah. is really good. I, I'm sure Jeremy Borash is involved in that and well, all, that, all the guys that, that, that they've team. been hiring. Yeah, yeah. they have a, a tremendous team there mm-hmm. and that's certainly some of the work they've been doing. So uh, Gargano versus Cole. Yeah, I I feel that obviously there's two ways you can go here. You can do the, like Johnny Gargano finally gets the big moment or it's the, the Tommy Dreamer story of never getting to the top until 2000 when they had to put the title on Tommy Dreamer. But the idea that Johnny Gargano never wins the title, he is always coming up short. But I feel they're going to go with the former. I think that this is Gargano's title win. I mean, I I also wonder, though, what plans are with somebody like Johnny Gargano afterwards if what part of the plan was to bring him up to the main roster anyway. Um, you know, he's not going to wait around for tomaso champa to come back to finish no. that story i think that's something you continue perhaps at, on the main roster you hope for the best time. but no yeah. guarantees but as such like i i don't see much more for johnny gargano to do in nxt and i'd be happy if he never won the nxt title whereas adam cole i feel could uh you know change things around for the undisputed era with with the championship win heading into 2019 yeah, I guess there's part of me that I watched the Undisputed Era. It's like, these guys are so ready to, to go up. But that whole top mix, dude. Yeah, like, I know. Look at the quality of a matchup like that that uh, six-man or five-man. And it's way better than anything on Raw. So, 
Do you yeah. see call-ups on Monday and Tuesday following WrestleMania, or do you wait to the, the superstar shakeup? I think you see some of them Monday, Tuesday. That always is, is just kind of part of tradition, right? Yeah. And that's when they'll get the biggest reaction. They'll get right. great reactions in And then Montreal. they get drafted the following week. But in Montreal, they'll get great reactions as well. But I, I, I would expect at least one or two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be an excellent match. This one could go close to an hour. I think this is going to be a long takeover. This sure. might be the longest takeover. I think these two out of three falls, it's not going to be the, the quick falls and then the long third fall. I think you're getting three long falls. Yeah. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Sane for the NXT Women's Title. This could be Baszler dropping the title. I think so too. I think it's a way for her, obviously, to lose without actually losing. But you know, and the, then do a rematch before she either sure. leaves or she's at least out of the picture. But now, who would you put it on of the three? I I feel. See, to put it on Bianca Belair, I would say, then why too. did you end the undefeated streak and have her lose uh, at the last takeover? I also think it's too soon. Yeah, I think sh- I think Shirai. I think so too, because yeah. I think Sane already had the belt. She, to me, I think you you call her up at this point. What more does she have to do? Uh, but yeah, I think Shirai certainly has the in ring ability to carry that belt in NXT. Yeah. I think it'd be a great spotlight for her to you know lift her up to Kyrie Sane level. I don't want to be a pessimist, but I'm going to just be a realist here. That if Shayna Baszler does end up getting called up, I think it is. 95% sure that she will be the next Oscar, that she will be lost I know. on the main roster. That's... Like, I have no confidence they'll get Shayna Baszler right. None. I think it'll be slightly different because, you know, at least like Shayna can promo. You know, she 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 doesn't have some of those limitations that we've seen with Oscar. And so for that reason, I feel she stands a better chance at success. Um, but it's all up to, I think, you know, a different system and how they see it. But that's a conversation for another time. I mean, her saving grace would have been an attachment to Rhonda, who we don't even believe is going to be around. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's interesting to see where, where she is, um, a month from now. Or she keeps it. Yeah, she yeah. could keep it. I, that would be my ultimate call. Mm-hmm. It's not broken and she's doing fantastic yep. in NXT. Pete Dunn versus Walter, this could steal the show for the United Kingdom title. I am super pumped for this match. I don't think we mentioned we are going to take over. So Friday, it is US versus the world, Reb Pro, and take over Brooklyn for us. And then somehow we'll do a show at the end of all of this. We'll try to do a mid-between if we can. But there might not be a chance. Yeah, we'll do our best. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is 100% Walter should be winning this. Yeah. And I think it's going to kickstart a renewed interest in NXT UK. Like, this is a new chapter of the show, mm-hmm. and it is now Walter's show. Yep. Um, I 100% believe Walter should win this match. I think this is the match that will steal the show, and for a lot of people, perhaps even steal the weekend. And uh, Where does it go on the show? I don't mind it in third, third? Like right in the middle, you yep. know? Um, it's it's a match that I think will really put Walter on the map in a big way. I kind of like the order of the matches as it's listed here. Yeah, yeah. I would open up it. with the tag match. I would do it exactly like this. Actually. Yeah, I think this is a good way to go. Yeah. Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle for the North American title. I think a lot of people are expecting Velveteen Dream to be one of those call-ups. Um, don't know if that's happening, yeah. but this would certainly telegraph that if he is losing here and how quick he would lose because Matt Riddle has been... Like, he's been pretty much unstoppable, mm-hmm. um, at least on television. He has lost at some house shows. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I could see it happening, but I could I, I, I could see Dream staying for a while longer, especially since he hasn't really defended the belt. So if he had a longer run, continue this program. He I would be one I would, I would hold back on, but he's, he's improved a lot in the mm-hmm. last year. So I, I don't think it would be a bad idea. And 
I have the complete opposite opinion of him than Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. I think they'll totally get him yeah. on the main roster, and I see him doing very well. He seems to be the the kind of character in Elias that yeah. gets over, and he's also improved dramatically that he is um, certainly capable when the bell rings. At the Absolutely. Same, at the same time, John, is now the best time to debut somebody like him when you still have Aleister Black and Ricochet that you're trying to promote to a new audience. Yeah, that's yeah. listen. The call-ups have hardly been seamless this year. They've been really rough. So I'm just saying that I feel they're going to happen, regardless of whether it's the best time or not. I personally feel the call-up should be at a time of the year when you can use them. Mm-hmm. You've got the you're still on the fumes of WrestleMania. You've got the superstar shakeup. It's so chaotic that it's you do get forgotten quickly. And the last thing you want is four weeks from now, Velveteen Dream is suddenly he they don't have a spot for him on smackdown one week he's and you and he's andrade he's ec3 uh, even worse uh so takeover is going head to head with joey ryan's penis party at the midtown hotel Pent- you know, also war raiders and uh versus oh sorry sorry we yeah. totally glossed over that war raiders against ricochet and alistair black for the nxt tag titles is this the swan song for ricochet and alistair black i think 100 yeah. percent it should be yeah there's no reason for and them that to should stick be around. great they've been a fantastic tag team this will be an excellent tag match yeah. um yeah, this one isn't getting all the attention of other matches on the TakeOver card, but that should be tremendous as well. Uh, Joey Ryan's penis party is headlined by Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. against Johnny Mundo and Taya Valkyrie. We have Joey Ryan, Val Venus, and Sexy Eddie versus Session Moth Martina, That's Scarlett theme. Bordeaux, and Priscilla Kelly. What What is going to happen in this match? <laughs> I mean, it is a penis party, so I couldn't have thought of uh, picked a better team. Wow. Uh, certainly a lot more penis party-ish than the prior match that you mentioned. Colt Cabana, Tommy Dreamer, and Mike Babchick, who is a radio personality, are taking on The Best Friends and Matt Stryker. Dan Barry versus Bill Carr. David Arquette versus Timothy Thatcher, which yeah. at least is not going to be Nick Gage. Uh-huh. Allie and Rosemary against the Twisted Sisters. And... Black Taurus versus Puma King versus Shark Boy versus Mystery Iguana and Green Ant. Uh, I can totally understand the appeal. Yeah. This is not a show I would want to go to. No? No. It's just, it's not. I'm somewhat curious. I mean, I think it's... You could ca- split, we could split up. I'll go to TakeOver <laughs> and you can go to this. I think it's kind of taking, you know, some of the, the, the um, I, I would say, weird nature of a show like a spring break and, and you know, doing Joey Ryan's version of it. Um I think there are some really interesting names on it. It remains to be seen maybe how successful it will be. Let me put it this way. of the, We've got three shows here with uh, Spring Break, The Penis Party, and Takeover all going head-to-head. Well, I mean, I would say... Like, let's be honest. The the other two sold out quickly. The Penis Party was pretty much putting that thought that, hey, if you couldn't get tickets to those two, this is your option. I think you could put any show up against those two shows, though, and it, you would still probably find tickets there. Um, for a lot of people, let's be honest, maybe this is kind of the third option, maybe only available option at 8 o'clock on a Friday. There's also a fourth with FTW Sacred Heart Slam Forever at the Sacred Heart Catholic Academy in Glendale, New York at okay. that time. Uh, Joey Janelle's Spring Break 3 Part 1. Is taking place Friday at eight against the other shows. Nick Gage versus Shinjiro Otani. Is that the main event? That is uh, listed as. I or believe, is it the Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan? Uh, that is that could be the new main event. <laughs> they are selling shirts with this. Oh, is, that sounds amazing! Oh, man. They. I want to watch this. How are they going to shoot it on TV? How are what, they going to know where they're moving? All I can say is, from my first uh, acknowledgement of this match. 
I have not been able to stop. Like every now and then I just find myself thinking of this match and like, <laughs> like picturing that crowd, like, you know, at some point they're going to be reacting as though they're watching moves of course. and get, you can't see me. I th- uh, do we know who's calling the show? Oh, it's probably going to be um, just a... Uh, because whoever it is, it's is, they're going to have to have the performance of a lifetime. They're going to essentially have to dictate this match, aren't they? Yeah, Joey Janela has not announced what he's doing oh. on these shows other than he's back. Interesting. Um, so Nick Gage versus Shinjiro Otani. Takamichinoku versus Orange Cassidy. Hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Somewhat interesting. Takamichinoku is not one that it, like draws my... The thing is, though, I expect this to be... Full-on WWE version, Kai and Tai, Taka Michinoku, if this is on Spring Break. He'll come out, he'll do the dub voice thing. He'll even do a choppy-choppy or pee-pee bit. Is that tribute? I think so. Masashi Takeda versus Jimmy Lloyd in a death match. Ethan Page uh, will be in a match against TBA. Mm -hmm. And then we've also got a scramble match involving Jake Atlas, Slim J, A-Kid, Australian Suicide, and Shane Mercer. Interesting. Uh, we have our first call. We're going to intermittently cut to calls uh, just throughout this. Who's on the line right now? Uh, Jacob. Jake. What's up? Nothing much. Hey, I just wanted to give a, a quick hot take, if y'all are okay with that. Let's okay. go for it. Um, I think the right call is to put both belts on Charlotte. Um, I just don't think Becky's ready. In my opinion, the promo this, this week was probably one of her worst. I, I thought it was just it it was a forgettable promo. I wouldn't say it was it was awful. I think it was just not anything that would um stay with you after that show. But what is your reasoning for uh Becky not being ready at the moment? And what do you feel um Charlotte has um that would be worth kind of sacrificing this entire build around Becky? Um I think Charlotte all around is a heel. The right move, putting both belts on her generate a whole bunch of heat and, and honestly in my opinion i just think becky kind of lacks in the ring and, and this kind of loses me sometimes with in-ring performances i feel like that's also part of the reason why they held her off so long with the injury angle just protecting her in-ring performance is this show though and this build one where the final moment should be trying to get that kind of heat though like you can understand like that is going to very much leave people sour at the end of the night but maybe that's what you, you're hoping for. Well, I just, I mean, they did it last year with Brock Lesnar. Um, and, and that was and a disaster. Have, they should hopefully have learned from that. It, it, either way, it was going to be a disaster team. last year. Last year, that main event was just, uh, just torpedoed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can't agree more. I, I was there last year, so I had to sit and feel and experience that. Um, <laughs> but I think you're going to have two great, uh, genuine feel-good moments with the Seth Rollins and the uh, Kofi Kingston. You know, that might be enough to carry you through. Yeah, I I really feel they need to go with Kofi going over. Whether it's a long title run, yeah. whether it's a short one, I think that that is absolutely the call to make. And yeah, that would be uh, of uh, between that and Rollins. Uh, like I, I, I see much more higher on Kofi Kingston winning than Seth Rollins. But they could do both, absolutely. You you guys think that the outcomes for WrestleMania are going to have any implications towards the Fox on SmackDown? No. Fox. Uh, I think so. In what, in what sense? I guess we are so far away from it that, you know, uh, maybe what what happens at WrestleMania has will have no effect. But I certainly feel like they are keeping that in mind. 
when they're making some of these decisions. I think more so the superstar shakeup might have more of a an idea but of kind of starts with who has the belts. Yeah, somewhat, and well, how and how they're going to because I, I feel that with SmackDown, you are going to want to have all hands on deck for the start of that. I don't know if having such a clean like we always talk about kind of trying to keep these brand, brands distinct. I don't know if that is the best play once you're on Fox and limiting yourself by having half the roster not available to you. So uh, it, it will be a balancing act come October. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys letting me give my take. Thanks a lot, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. Yes, we'll uh, Thank you guys. We'll just shield for cover if uh, his finish ends up happening with uh, Charlotte holding up both belts at the end of the night and <laughs> that, everyone I riots. Don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't forecast that one happening. Uh, I, uh, thanks for uh, to the chat room for letting me know. We had some technical uh, audio issues apparently with some of the callers earlier on and maybe even uh, uh, some of our mics, so audio should be a lot better now. Oh, uh, I, was just, I was just live. taking it personally. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's continue. Yeah, and we will uh, we will break in for any calls if you do want to get them in. And if not, uh, we will dedicate some time after our preview to calls as well. So uh, Joey Janelle's spring break. Uh, yeah, and rounds out with Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. Uh, that can't be the opener. I think that's a semi-main. These are just, these are not in any specific order. It's yeah, kind yeah. of in the order of which they were announced. So yeah, don't go by these as kind of a order of matches or any of that. Um, yeah, this is another one. I, I hope we can find some time to watch uh, one of the spring breaks, at least. I would like to talk about one of them on some show, mm-hmm. whether it be Double Shot next week or over the weekend. Blackcraft Wrestling is doing the midnight show on Friday, and that's got Pentagon Jr. against Simon Grimm, Masato Tanaka versus Chris Dickinson, G. Raver versus Jimmy Havoc, Johnny Blackcraft versus David Starr for the Blackcraft title, uh, Soraya Knight, the mother of Paige, yeah. versus Maria Manic for the Blackcraft women's title. Uh, Teddy Hart, Phoenix, Mecha Wolf, Matt Cross, Luchasaurus, and Cortez Castro in a six-way. Gangrel versus Matthew Justice, a tag team gauntlet, and the Preacher's Baphomet Battle Royal. I don't know what that means, um, but this is happening at midnight uh, from the White Eagle Hall on Fight TV, and quite a lot of talent on this show. I really want to know what a Preacher's Baphomet Battle Royal is. I don't know. I've never seen that word in my life. Um, I probably should have looked it up. Uh, and then if your other option at midnight is to go see uh, Dolph Ziggler and Friends. That sounds interesting, At too. Caroline's on Broadway. That kind of sounds interesting to me, too. That takes us into Saturday. Early morning access uh, for WWE. Uh, they've just announced NXT UK tapings. No specific matches announced. So bright and early uh, to head for card to be announced. That's okay. That's a tough ask. Uh, some people it'll work out, I guess, for some. Yeah. Uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver's uh, Pancakes and Pile Drivers show is happening. Um, yeah, so as I talked about on Saturday morning, there's like three shows happening in the early part around noon, uh, 11 a.m. So Pancakes and Pile Drivers, which is Sammy Callahan's promotion, has the Rascals uh, versus the Lucha Brothers versus LAX versus Team Tremendous, versus Aussie Open, versus the besties in the world for the Revolver tag titles. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of teams, yeah. Uh, AR Fox versus JT Dunn versus Ace Austin versus Sammy Guevara. Rich Swan versus Chuck Mambo. Moose versus Brian Cage versus David Starr. Jacob Fatu versus Dan Moff versus Ace Romero versus Larry D versus Madman Fulton, who was formerly Sawyer Fulton in Sanity, against Fala Baugh. Uh, intergender match with Tessa Blanchard versus Ricky Shane Page and Adam Brooks versus Matt Cross. So 
you and I have some uh, plans on Saturday uh, during the day, but I might pop by this or see, I might do something Saturday because we really don't have anything until the ROH show that night. So this is, this is where I might catch up on some of the previous nights. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. So we kind of gave ourselves a bit of a buffer on yeah. Saturday. Uh, House of Glory is running a show at noon on Saturday as well. That's got the great Muda who is doing this show of all places on at the NYC arena in Jamaica with Pentagon Jr. and Tajiri against Lowkey and LAX. And previously they had announced Amazing Red versus Phoenix, but Amazing Red stating that he won't be wrestling this weekend. And David Starr is on this show. So he's on the Pancakes and Pile Driver show, and then he's got to get to House of Glory. I feel like he's, he might have overtaken Twoggle at this point. Yeah, David Starr is in the lead, I think. Um so that's the House of Glory show. Also, man, Tequila versus Kikutawa for the House of Glory Crown Royal Crown Jewel Championship. <laughs> Crown Royal Championship oh, would be something I keep too. It. Man, Tequila versus Kikutaro. Yes. Um, then uh, I want to talk a bit about this show. So GCW presents Orange Cassidy is doing something. <laughs> dot dot dot. This was going to be run by Nova Pro. They canceled their show and gave up the time slot. So in its place, GCW took this time slot they announced the most ridiculous matches that you've ever seen on a wrestling card and they sold this thing out this is a testament to gcw and the faith people have that i will go for a lumberjack swamp monster match and a yuletide death match and i'm convinced i'll have a good time at this i think it's yeah they certainly built a great deal of credibility with themselves with through spring break but i mean it's so much of this reeks of like somebody playing a game of like you know a video game and then making their own card with just like whatever they want to see or taking their action figures and just putting them in the oddest combinations i think a lot of people like that yeah except somebody's doing it for real and when you actually get to see the matches so and to even the biggest attractor you're getting Shinjiro Otani versus Jonathan Gresham yes. that I think is an awesome match you certainly have to appease the hardcores who are looking for you know maybe that 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 strong performance or at least like a like a legend appearing okay so let's go through this yeah i just want Wade's reactions to okay. these matches and to be honest like if this was not so far in Jersey City i would be going to this show me too um, is it Jersey City is a real trek for us to have to go out there? Uh-huh. Um, Nick Gage versus maybe we could order this. Uh, Nick Gage versus Ultramantis Black in a Yuletide death match. Chucky e. T versus Beretta in a one minute time limit match. <laughs> Shotzi Blackheart versus Soraya Knight versus Alley Cat versus Chris Stratlander in a Lumberjack Swamp Monster match. Chris what, Brooks, whatever that means. I don't know what yeah, that means, but I'm, I'm curious to find out. <laughs> Chris Brooks versus Logan Easton LaRue in a 7 of 13 falls match. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Sonny Defarge versus Tony Deppin versus Airwolf versus Jigsaw, Lucky 13, and Jake Atlas and Dan Champion in the third <laughs> annual Jansport Invitational Scramble. Wow. Jansport meaning a 10-person dodgeball schoolyard pick'em No, no, no. That's match? a separate match. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Jansport like has the, an asterisk. Like the, the, the clothing the backpack. The backpack okay. company. Got it. So there will be something involving oh. a Jansport. And then, yes, there is a 10-person dodgeball schoolyard pick'em tag match. Okay. Um, I, I don't know all the participants. I think Veda Scott's involved in that. Um, this yeah. is going to be the weirdest show. Um, I, I take that back. This won't. This probably won't be the weirdest show, but it'll what be... What will be the weirdest show? Because um, I, I feel the like... The penis this, party is going to be really weird. I feel like this has overtaken the first spring break, at least in terms of how weird it is. I think, I think even spring break, like, they would... I don't know if you, this is a test of can you 
yes, you can sell tickets to something like of uh, novelty. Will this be a well-received show is a good question. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I, I, I think it, you should expect a lot of comedy and go into it with that Maybe Otani's going to end up in the dodgeball match. Or maybe he'll have the 7 of 13 falls match. Jim Ross, the latest addition to All Elite Wrestling, is hosting the Slobberknocker Sessions at 1 p.m. at the Gotham Comedy Club. Um, so All Elite Wrestling announced their broadcast team today. They announced Jim Ross is joining them as a senior advisor with a three-year contract that they said is the most lucrative deal in commentary history. Now, how do they get proof of that? I don't know. And and I find it interesting that, that that's even a, a something you announce. You know, we paid this man a, a lot, lot of, of money. money. Yeah, well, I mean, Everybody. that's kind of part of the AEW presentation is we've got a lot of money. Like, yeah. Cody and the Bucks, like, that's a lot of it. Like, being the elite, it, like, it does kind of delve into at times, like, lifestyle of the rich and the famous. More so with Cody so. and Brandy. But to but, me, it's just not really impressive. It's impressive how much money you make, not how much money you put into this thing that doesn't have a show. Well, yet. let's be fair. We gave a lot of discussion on the John Oliver piece about wrestlers. I'm, right. I'm not going to fault a company that's going to feel that, you know, traditionally pro wrestlers have been underpaid given the, you know, the comparison to other major league sports. Yeah. So I, I'm not upset that I, people are making money. I do understand it. I mean, it's, I think the idea is just to show that this is a big signing. We are treating this man with the respect that I think a legend deserves. And, and they're making a big announcement with some, you know, a, a tagline attached to it. So they also announced in the Road to Double or Nothing video that uh, Alex Marvez is coming on, Alicia Atout, mm. who has now left Impact. Uh, we also got the announcements Excalibur. of Excalibur and oh, um, and Just, Justin, Justin Roberts. Roberts Justin yeah. Roberts, who I, I really like Justin Roberts. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, attachment for them. I'm now, happy to see him like get a full-time... You know, gig. Yeah, I think he was really all those good people, in that. Actually, and just, yeah. yeah, and I read his book. His book was a really good read as mm -hmm. well. Not that that really translates to ring announcing, but he's also a really great ring announcer. So, Jim Ross, they announced him as a senior advisor, mm -hmm. and we don't know exactly what that all entails. But watching the video, it certainly is indicated he will be doing some commentary. I don't expect him to be doing the weekly show and doing every match. Like I think that. It's kind of interesting because you've signed Jim Ross, you've signed Excalibur, and Alex Marvez, who even you saw with the, the mock broadcast with Cody, yeah. it's all three people in play-by-play -play roles, and we don't have a color guy, and I don't, I don't really know how the broadcast team is really going to work if it's Excalibur and Alex Marvez. I, I don't see Alex Marvez reverting to color unless they have their, their color guy in mind that they just haven't announced yet. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe they split duties uh, at some point. And how do you use Jim Ross in terms of a like? Is he the guy that if comes out is, and calls the championship match? So what is his official title? Senior advisor. Senior advisor. I mean, I imagine he would somewhat be in charge of like the overall, you know, t uh, coaching, maybe maybe producing of some of these acts. Um, I would, I think I would use him for major shows. Perhaps he's your hook for pay per views. Yeah, um, and maybe it's just like the major championship match that he does, and then you have your traditional maybe. commentary. Um, hasn't been laid out yet, what the? But it is a three-year contract, mm -hmm. so that's notable. Um, access on Saturday afternoon. Uh, again, just NXT UK tapings, uh, and this is the signing with uh, Daniel Bryan and Braun Strowman doing VIP signings. Uh, IWS is doing their show Unstoppable at the White Eagle Hall at 4 p.m. with Matt Tremont versus Nick Gage versus Green Phantom. 
We're an hour in, everybody, and and we're I'm getting there. I'm getting there. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm just saying, like, there's so many. Yeah, we're not even at WrestleMania yet. Uh, Access on Saturday night. Uh, more UK tapings, and Champa and Baszler are doing VIP signings. As is Asuka. Asuka gets the VIP treatment. Cool. Not on television, but at the signing she does. And then uh, Uncanny Attractions is doing drags and drop kicks, and they've announced MV Young versus Casanova. Uh, that is playing on or streaming on Fight TV from the House of Yes in Brooklyn. Okay. And that takes us to Madison Square Garden for the ROH New Japan G1 Super Show. Uh, we are going to this. I think this is an awesome card. I'm really looking forward to this. I really am too. I I, I wasn't, um, I would say, for several weeks. Uh, but I think ever since they announced the card, and especially this week, like to me, it it really looks like a New Japan show happening in Madison Square Garden. So I, I think that I, Naito and Ibushi yeah. in there really... I don't say that's that's make or break because there's a lot of great matches on this, but the, I was really not expecting that when they shot the angle that that would be loaded onto this. I thought that they'd save that for mid-April. It's probably not a match you would expect at a Long Beach show or even a, I mean, I don't even think it's something, yeah, maybe a Cow Palace show, but yeah, they're, they're throwing out a major it's match. It's their biggest all-Japanese singles match I think they've done in the U.S. Maybe. That, that comes yeah. to mind for me. Um so Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP heavyweight title. We know what the initial plans were. Um, are they going to follow through? Is this Okada's night to win back the title? Man, I, I think another, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of that decision, but I do feel that is the outcome. I think for I mean, if they do care about a big closing moment to close this MSG show, then I think that's it. At the same time, Jay White only keeping the belt for what like two two months doesn't make him look all that impressive coming out of this and i feel he's just like yeah he's getting he's gaining that traction but it's so early to just pull it away i'm not saying he can't uh recover from it but yeah. it's a step back to but, lose it so quickly you know i think no though knowing you know gato's booking style and how he how much he you know this needs to happen in order for his other plans to to occur i think i would err on uh okada winning as well given how meticulous his booking is yeah. and maintaining those plans how how pissed is gato that kenny omega outlined all those plans i yeah i wonder i don't know i'm not sure is he listening like to in essence these? he gave away he he is he listening to these interviews that he's doing but uh, i mean it doesn't matter though like he doesn't he, he how much did he say you know what it's it's a great point you bring up that it's very telling that gato looked at that and there's no way i can believe he did not find out about that mm. that your fan base knows this and you've got the new japan cup and you've got this a lot of bookers they would just want it they want to surprise the audience and they'd throw out their long-term plans to surprise people and ghetto did not and i think that's we that's, don't know that yet i mean we don't know well the new happen. japan cup he didn't throw those plans out sure right. he went with that plan mm -hmm. uh and yeah maybe he could ultimately change this um that's possible but at least the new japan cup he did not sacrifice business for ego and I think that's a real positive trait in a booker because many people, it's always about we're going to fool the audience. We're the ones in control. Uh, and he didn't do that. Jay Lethal, Marty Skrull, and Matt Taven in a ladder match for the ROH title. Uh, how much is the how much credence do you give to the voice on being the elite way and uh, <laughs> what that could mean for Marty um, Skrull? I, you whenever know, this contract is, in fact, up. Yeah, uh, I I, I don't know, honestly. Because um, all things being equal, he should be winning this. I think, I think so. I mean, he's like, to me, like, in terms of star power, he is far and above the he's other the, two He's in the this lead match. heel at the moment. Yeah. So, um, uh, 
I, I feel like this match could potentially be in a tough spot, sandwiched between Naito versus Ibushi and the latter will help. Okada, but, but the latter will be a big help. Yes, I agree. Um, it, it is in a tough spot. Um, and this is a long show. Like, yeah. look at from I would say Zack Saber Jr. on these mm-hmm. top five matches, three, four, five top five matches, even the tag match. Like. Those are getting some time. I'd say the top five, none of them are going less than 18. Yeah. Probably do you, more. Do you want to get to a call quickly? Oh, if we have one, sure. Hey, caller, what's up? Hey, this is Galvin. Um, enjoying the preview. Oh, Sorry thank for you. interrupting, but I don't, don't know if I'll be uh, available later to talk. So, Not a problem. Um, what's on your mind? Um, just getting to WrestleMania... Um, I'm just wondering about Kurt Angle. Um, I'm just wondering if the way on Raw and SmackDown, the way they've spoken about how immobile and terrible he is, which we can all see, mm-hmm. um, is it a swerve? Like, is this guy going to inject uh. cortisone into every ounce of his body <laughs> and be unbelievable? No. I do expect his performances at WrestleMania to be better than what we've seen last week on SmackDown and on on Raw. So, is it going to be dramatically different? I don't expect that. No. Now, like yeah. like you've got to look like I've you know I remember stories from people who would say they'd see Angle backstage at TNA and it's like this guy could barely move, but then it was time for his match and he flipped on a switch and he would go out there. I don't think he's capable of that anymore. Uh, but this guy, you know, the, the Kurt Angle of old would absolutely sacrifice his body for the performance. And, and to think- just imagine that mindset for a guy that is going into what could be his final match ever. I don't I don't give it 100% that this is the final match we're going to see from this guy. But, but in the WWE. It should be. Um, and in WWE, it very well probably will be. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a it's a shame really because growing up watching this guy just mm-hmm. am, amaze all of us and uh, just uh, like be incredible and then watching him now it's it's I feel sorry for the guy the way they've treated treated him and listen you know, I I don't think people should be you know diminishing this guy like this was a guy who made a transaction with his body. And look at the amount of work. And there is a toll to that that this guy has had. And when you go through not just the physical issues this guy has had, but the personal problems that this guy has gone through, uh, it's pretty amazing he's still here at the age of 50. And, I mean, there was a lot of concern about Kurt throughout his career uh, of him being able to last. Um, So I I think you have to look at it that, like, here's a guy that very much sacrificed his body and what you know once talked about the idea that maybe he will end up in a wheelchair one day and he was pretty much willing to to do that in order to be the best wrestler in the world and yeah it's it's certainly a an educational moment for many that are watching that this guy was absolutely incredible but there is definitely that price to pay at the end of it let, let me ask you Carl. the one would, would yep. you have rather, knowing maybe the condition Kurt Angle's body might be in right now, would you have rather not had this match at WrestleMania? Or at the very least, I think we can expect just a great celebration and a great stadium reaction for you know what what could be his final appearance. Okay, so my opinion on it is, 
is it is that if he is that banged up and legitimately injured rather than just physically unable to go, then they should have held off. Like it's it's hard watching him, you know, struggle saying WWE, let alone wrestle. You know, and I feel like last year's WrestleMania when um the Undertaker was in there and uh and John Cena that that was hard to watch too, seeing the Undertaker like that and uh even though that was a a five to one minute thing I don't feel it's fair to have uh, Kurt Angle's last match be like, oh, we got on the ankle lock and let's chant you suck and yay, let's have him emotional while we all cheer him goodbye. I think if, if he's really that banged up, they should have held off and had him you know, go later in the year and have one spectacular match and, and let that be his send-off, you know? I, I think it's a lot to ask of him at, at, at this point. The guy's 50. I, I don't know if you're going to be able to have that spectacular performance. I really am not that uh, put off by him. Like no one is going into this match with any heightened expectations. And I think that's actually a good thing that Kurt knows that, that people are not expecting a four and a half star classic. They are just going there. I think to celebrate this guy's career, quick match. He wins with the ankle lock and he gets a superstar reaction on the way out. And I think that this is much more just about the reaction than it is the match because no one's expecting uh, a classic match, and if it's anything above average, um, people are going to be pleasantly surprised. I guess WWE got the booking right. As much as we hate the Baron Corbin booking, I guess it's like it's against Baron Corbin, so we all know it's going to, uh, you know, not going to be a four or five star classic, you know. So, but um, anyway, guys, doing a great job. Real enjoying everything you've done over the past um, year, and. Uh, Good luck uh, this weekend and uh, with the meet and greet. Well, thank you, thank you very uh, much. Enjoy the rest of the night. Thanks you for the too. call. Thank you. All right, let's get uh, back to this card. Uh, Tetsuya Naito, Kota Bushi for the Intercontinental title. Um, yeah. Another contender for match of the weekend. This should be phenomenal. This is coming off the New Japan Cup that Bushi got his win. Uh, does Naito get his win back? Or um, does this, do you further cement Ibushi, uh with a title win here? Yeah, I think whoever wins here obviously will, will probably carry it towards Dominion. And so you think about who potential opponents would be for either man uh, and whether or not either of them would instead be going for the IWGP title. Um, I, w- I wonder if you could look... Like many people have looked at Naito potentially winning the G1 this summer. And if that's the case, uh, you either set up a long-term challenger in Ibushi that mm-hmm. Naito just can't... He has the two losses against this guy... Um, or this could be a G1 final that Naito gets his win back, or it could be sure. something down the road. Yeah. Um, I, I don't disqualify the idea of Ibushi winning the title here, but telling a longer story with Naito. Because um, th- these two are both going to be prominent figures this year. I feel like Ibushi should win this one. I, I, I just think the, the belt is so much more valuable on him. The belt's essentially invisible on Naito. And that can also lead you to um, Zack Sabre Jr. challenging for the Intercontinental title, coming off of the... The, the win over Ibushi in the New Japan Cup sets up a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's a good spot for Ibushi at the moment if you're not putting him in that IWGP title mix. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Will, uh, Will Ospreay versus Jeff Cobb for the never open weight and ROH television titles. This is going to be great. 
Really solid so match. I'm really curious to see like how ROH or New Japan are going to handle these, you know, double champions uh, going forward. I mean, I imagine they'll kind of split them between this and the tag teams. But um, winner take all. Winner take all, exactly. But I guess essentially what this is is just giving a pass for somebody to appear on both products. Both promotions. Yeah, and you can easily do, like, Osprey loses on an ROH show, and it's just for the television title. So do you see, instead of Jeff Cobb going to New Japan, or do you see Will Osprey going to ROH for a time? I like the idea of Osprey winning, but what ROH gets out of it is dates on Will Osprey in exchange. Yeah, Yeah. sure. And and I think... And this, you know, further pushes, you know, the... The guy coming up to heavyweight and beating someone. And, and you would see a similar trade in the tag team match. Yeah. I mean, ROH has been pushing Cobb very hard. Um, and he's been doing great. I I think you could make a great argument, Jeff Cobb, becoming ROH champion and just being that that yeah. dominant presence. Like he should. He is just outstanding. Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroshi Tanahashi rematch, uh, this time for the British heavyweight title coming off of Tanahashi's win in the New Japan Cup. I'm really looking forward to seeing this one in person. I think, like, you know, on TV, it, it's fantastic. But, like, I I'm, I'm, I want to experience, like, a Tanahashi's body part selling match in person and seeing what that's like. I want to experience a Zack Sabre Jr. press conference with the media. Yes. That's what I would oh, love. Oh, are you going to be a part of one? I don't know if they're doing any of that kind of stuff. Um, they're separating us way, which yeah. is kind of, I kind of like. Heads. I like when we watch our shows separately. Yeah. And we can reconvene and I can be like, ah, this show. <laughs> we won't talk for the entire ride home. Uh, Brody King and PCO versus the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Briscoes versus Evil and Sonata for the ROH and IWGP tag titles. Same setup as Cobb and Osprey. And PCO returning to Madison Square Garden where he was part of the Quebecers oh. tag team. Uh, the last time he worked at MSG was 1994. And here he is coming was back. Was he on WrestleMania? He was at WrestleMania 10 against Men on a Mission. And now he is a man on a mission. I guess the mission complete. I mean, he won the ROH tag titles with uh, Brody King, who's working with a broken hand uh, at last check. Um, Who who comes out of it? Yeah, I mean, I was was thinking about this. I I, kind of think G.O.D. would be interesting in ROH. It could be. Yeah. I think I think PCO and Brody King would be interesting in New Japan. Yeah, I also wonder how well they. I mean, how well uh, I guess uh, a Japanese audience would would. But they did appear on. Can you imagine PCO would be the modern day Tiger Jeet Singh over there? (laughs) I wonder. I wonder how how big PCO is in Japan right now. I think that character would get over instantly. I don't think there's probably a big recognition of him now, but I think it would take no time uh, Mm -hmm. for him to assume uh, the foreigner role that Michael Elgin held. I think Destro needs to join him though. That could be great, yeah. Offset uh, the other uh, Miho. Oh, yes. Meets her She could be her with PCO. <laughs> uh, man, this card is nuts. Yeah. Taiji Ishimori, Dragon Lee, and Bandito for the junior heavyweight title. That's going to be... So, so now we, we talk about... Th- this know. is probably... This has to be the deepest card. Like, there's... Well, how, many, how many matches are on this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, and then the rumble. So ten, eleven. There's actually a a women's tag on the pre-show as well, but I don't. I think that's only for the live crowd from right. Stardom. Do you see any of these matches getting their time cut short? Because this is a a pretty big show, and how much time is this show go, going to get? You think this is airing on Honor Club, New Japan World, and Fight TV, but it's not on traditional pay-per-view, so they're not constrained by that. So. I, I mean, ROH tries to cap their shows at three hours. There's no way they're getting this in under three hours. I thought last year 
like Cody versus Kenny. That was, was long. That was about four and a half. Yeah. That was like, long. You saw the result of it with Dalton. This, this one probably will. Like this one's going to go at least 11 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a late one. Um, yeah. For the junior heavyweight title, um, man, I'd, I'm thinking Ishimori is actually going to retain this. But man, you could also make a hell of an argument for Dragon Lee and Bandito to... Uh, go back for the best of the super juniors turn. Like that best of the super juniors this year is going to be stacked with the added junior heavyweights they have in that mix. Yeah, I see. I see Ishimori keeping it since it's a New Japan title. If it was like an ROH thing, then you know uh, it would be different. But speaking of this championship, yeah. uh, do we get Kushida at Takeover uh, see, in the see. crowd? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean they could pick from from a big list of people, but yeah, Kushida has yet to have that appearance. Maybe we'll get him at Access. That would be so sad. NXT UK taping. Yeah. Uh, Mayu Iwatani versus Kelly Klein rematch for the Women of Honor title. Um, they yeah. didn't have a great match at the last pay per view, so hopefully this is better. Dalton Castle and Roosh. I think the earlier this goes on, the better, because if this went on late, I think this would have a really tough time with this crowd mm-hmm. and the loaded nature of this show. Mm-hmm. Bully Ray versus Juice Robinson in the New York City street fight with Juice Robinson answering the open challenge. And. I guess the big question marks are Tomohiro Ishii and Minoru Suzuki, and I think it'll be a letdown if they're just in the Honor Rumble. Mm-hmm. I would not put Minoru Suzuki in there at all, but um, you know, I I think Juice Robinson being a part of that uh, open challenge, I I don't hate that. I know a lot of people wanted to see Bully Ray versus Suzuki, but I think Juice will do a great job as well. Yeah, you've got to have something for Suzuki. I just want to hear the song. Maybe he'll just come out, announce their return, and then leave. to a, a later date. Yeah, maybe uh, the. Uh, Jake is uh, uh, telling us from the chat room that um, Xfinity is actually carrying the G1 Supercard. So maybe in some spots, at least, it might be on a traditional okay. broadcast. Um, you know, typically now for the ROH ones, they have like the four-hour window. Like even four hours. I think this is going to be tough to get in. Like yeah. I, I think it will. you probably will get some. Some of this might be pre-show material, don't you think? Uh, it's only the Honor Rumble that's on the pre-show. This oh. starts at 7.30. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Honor Rumble's got Jushin Thunder Liger, Kenny King, PJ Black, Beer City Bruiser, Brian Malonis, Cheeseburger, Rhett Titus, Coast to Coast, and Tracy Williams. Obviously, a ton of surprises. I'm sure Cole Cabana will be in this. I'm sure you'll get uh, random New Japan guys. There'll be tons of people in this and probably mm-hmm. many surprises. Yeah. Swoggled, even. Is this just foregone conclusion Liger should win this thing? No, not necessarily. Oh, come on. Who who else? PJ Black should win this? Uh, yeah, coast, to, uh, coast to Coast, uh, Shaheem Ali wins this? We don't know who's going to be a part of it. It could be the Iron Sheik, and he can't get out of the ring, so he'll have to win. Oh, I, I hope Liger wins that. Uh, the WWE Hall of Fame, DX, Honky Tonk Man, Tori Wilson, Harlem Heat, Sue Aitchison, and the Hart Foundation, Jim Neidhart and Bret Hart. I'll definitely try and watch this. I just don't know when. Um, I think Bret's speech will be really good. Um, this might be a double shot thing. We'll do yeah, I, I would like to try and do this for the double shot, maybe. Sure. Um, God damn, if this is as long as last year's, though. I hope it's quicker. Um, I if I see five hours for the Hall of Fame, that's going to be tough. It's not on TV. Yeah, I mean, whose speech are you looking forward to? Because we, we don't know who's inducting. Whom. No, they haven't announced any inductors, but they are scheduled to have them. Um, I, I think Brett's speech is going to be really great. Yeah. Um, I think DX will be interesting. I mean, I think Road Dog typically is, is has been a very good speaker. Sean Waltman actually kind of won here speak at length about his career. Yeah, I guess this comes down to how much Sean and Hunter need to do their comedy shtick and yeah. kind of dominate it. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, and I perceived them to be the headliners too. So interesting that they didn't really kind of you know go for any celebrity wing inductees this year, and I kind of like that. The honky tonk man. <laughs> he should be fun, dude. I hope yeah. he comes out in the one piece suit and does like just sings. I hope he's like who inducts him. Like man, Jimmy Hart has a lot of options on this. Uh, he could do the Hart Foundation or Honky Tonk Man. I don't man. think Jimmy Hart should induct the Hart Foundation. He should be a part of the. You know what? Natalia should do the Hart Foundation. Yeah. And Jimmy Hart does Honky Tonk Man. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wait, Natalia is accepting. I would think for her her dad. Don't you think? Uh, I guess. I mean, maybe we'll they, see. We'll see. I mean, maybe they're gonna not have inductors for every single one. I mean, that would save a lot of time. That would save some time. Hey, Al Wilson has to induct Tori, right? <laughs> Al Wilson and, and Don Marie. I think Stacey Keebler actually could be. Uh, Harlem Heat, um, they should have a good speech. Uh, you know who should induct them is Sid. Sid loved those guys. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Sid should be going in the Hall of Fame, I think. It's about time. Jake, what's up? Gentlemen, good to hear from you again. Uh, can you hear me? I can. You're very muffled, but um, maybe a little farther from the mic. Let's let's hear you again. Oh, yeah. There, there you go. go. Can you hear me now? Yes. What's up? Yeah. Uh, good thing you guys are transitioning into the um, to the Hall of Fame. Um, I gotta say, I really feel bad for these guys, and I really feel bad for the show because uh, it seems like out of all the shows at WrestleMania weekend, it seems like this show—I don't know about you guys—but it seems like this show is going to be at the close to the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, and I would say that for perhaps. Our audience, you know, who might be more interested in something like Orange Cassidy is doing something than the Hall of Fame. But I, I, I would contend that there's a great deal of people who really just kind of want to experience the WWE weekend. And part a big part of it is dressing up in a suit and going to the Hall of Fame. Or not dressing up and still going to the Hall of Fame, as, as some do. do. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's all in what you kind of want. I, I kind of like the Hall of Fame that it's a break from wrestling, but going there live, it's... It's something that five, six years ago, I loved going to the Hall of Fame, but now it's just, I'm not dedicating my entire night to going to watch speeches when it's so easy. It, it wasn't on the network before. It was mm-hmm. like you'd get a one hour edited version on TV um, or have to wait for yeah. the DVD. It's now, it's so easy to watch that this is not, it's not a live event draw for you me. You could fast forward through, you know, Hillbilly all the videos. <laughs> yes. Yeah. True. <laughs> True, true that. Um, I wonder how the crowd turnout will, will be for uh, the Hall of Fame uh, going head-to-head uh, with uh, G1. So, uh, yeah, um, I, I was wondering, what, um, is there a reason why they haven't announced any inductors uh, as of yet? Uh, I, I was wondering, are there going to be, really going to be uh, any inductors anyway? They're supposed to be. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know what the, the reasoning is for not announcing them. I mean... It's it's not a new thing this year. I mean, there's been years, uh, the last few, where they have not announced the, too many of the people inducting them. You would think if, well, may, maybe not. If if oh, and I, we didn't include, include uh, Brutus Beefcake here as well. That, How dare you? I forgot. Uh, maybe the time limits. I might be thinking that. So yeah, like the thing is with with if Hogan's inducting them, maybe it's not something that they necessarily need to induct uh, announce it ahead of time. And for the others, like realistically. Jimmy Hart inducting someone, is that something that we really need to promote in advance? Right. It's like, like unless the, you had a celebrity attached to it. Sure. That's it. And maybe it's just going to be some surprise people that they use. Um, and maybe some don't need them because maybe they do want to keep this um, to a, a more manageable time than they did last year. Because let's remember, this is also 
not on the Friday night like the last few years. It's not. It's the night before Mania, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that they don't want this thing to be going five and a half hours. Go ahead. Cool, cool. Uh, one more thing, guys, before I go. I don't want to take too much of your time, but uh, yeah, um, besides G1, uh, obviously NXT TakeOver is going to be one hell of a card. Um, I-, I was wondering, though, uh, really looking forward to the women's match, though. Um, I-, I do feel like that's like with a couple of your points, that may- maybe Shayna, maybe Kyrie might come up, uh, possibly come up to the main roster. Um, so uh, wh- what other women there um do you think could could should have uh should also have a uh, could could also have a spotlight uh, being shined upon them because I- i'll tell you this i'm really disappointed that uh where candace LeRae uh in nxt is uh, really positioned right now it's like over there she's just like you know gargano's wife and i feel like she should have more of a uh, more of a, a presence over there. I mean, I, I was a huge fan when she was in PWG, uh, having those great matches uh, over there. But yeah, hopefully she'll uh, she'll have more of a uh, more of a spotlight on her. So yeah, I think she would be certainly one of the women to feature. I mean, th- there's a lot of them. It's a numbers game that you have so many there. You have one hour, and it's just who's programmed into slots. And yeah, Candice LeRae has kind of just been. Um, yeah, Candace, you know, a, a sideline character. I think Mia Yim has been somebody who I think is is already ready. Um, just you know, there's just not many spots. Casey Catanzaro, uh, they seem to be you know seasoning a little bit longer, but she to me has like a great presence already on social media. So I to me that's like kind of your next class, but you kind of have to clear the deck. Yeah, and, and I see Bianca Belair being a great talent and yeah. should be an NXT for another year. Thanks, Jake. I right, greatly appreciate it, guys. Thank you. See Thank you. you. Okay, so um, yeah, anything? What are you looking forward to from the uh, the Hall of Fame? And uh, I I think hearing Brett, hearing DX, um, you know, I'm I'm a very nostalgic wrestling fan myself. So I I think hearing a number of these people, Stevie Ray, you know, talk about his career, I think will be interesting. Uh, that's going head to head with the uh, Wrestle Pro versus CZW in Rahway at the Rahway Recreation Center, headlined by Dan Moff and Mance Warner. Then uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break Part 2 is Saturday night at midnight after the ROH show, and they have told people that they will wait until people have arrived from the Garden, which we just listed. They might be waiting. This show might not start, or they're not going to wait for fans. Holy shit. Yeah, are they going to wait for every single person to check in? Like, because I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, it'll be a bit of a commute. So this is what we have so far. The Rock and Roll Express versus LAX. Sold. Amazing. Yeah. LA Park versus Masato <laughs> Tanaka. Slim J versus Australian Suicide versus Shane Mercer, Jake Atlas, and A-Kid in a scramble match. And the Clusterfuck Battle Royal, which will include the likes of S.A. Rios, Mantar, Pero, Nate Webb, and Way's MVP of the weekend, Brendan from Weedus. The lead singer of Weedus is in the Clusterfuck Battle Could Royal. Could he win... Best celebrity involvement back to back years at post wrestling. He very well could, he could qualify yeah. now. So now I guess my question is like, how does Nate Webb get into the match? Like, does he play him out? Oh yeah, and that's a then question. He walks in from the stage. That entrance last year was so awesome it from was Nate Webb. Wild. It there was were so, great. so many memorable like scenes in my mind from the the uh, spring break last year. This year, I think splitting the two shows might kind of you know dampen it a little. I want to see this one more than part one. Yeah, sure. Because of the Battle Royal? Uh, anyway. Because of everything. Rock and Roll Express. 
I think this this one's just going to be so hard for us to watch. Um, yeah, it is I, I don't know if it's possible that we'll be able to watch this one, at least not that day. Um, and then Dolph Ziggler and Friends, Saturday night as well at Caroline's. The other clusterfuck, Battle Royal. Sunday, Access is doing more matches Sunday morning. We've got a 20-man Battle Royal with talent from NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live, and a 20-woman Battle Royal with talent from NXT and NXT UK. I'm a little surprised they didn't uh, announce something like the World's Collide Tournament for this set of access tapings. You know, just so, like a network special that they can promote using all this TV time that they're going to have anyway at Access. Well, they'll be taping a lot of this stuff. So, Do you think this will be for the shows? Um, I don't know. It's... There's a lot happening. I don't even know where they could air all this stuff unless yeah. they created its own special or something like that. Um, the main event of the weekend, post-wrestling live in New York at noon at the Broadway Comedy Club with John Pollock and Wei Ting yeah, with a meet and greet before and after. Predictions? Like, oh, know, whose man. speech are you looking forward to the most for this one? Um, the question will be, um, I think Wei is going to carry it. I think that he's going to be the one that people are there to see. No, these are these always end up being asked John Pollock questions while Wei uh, answers uh, adds a little bit of information. That is not true. There. I think people have they have way more interest either in way, meeting you than me. Either way, I'm happy to be there. I'm happy to greet everybody, give your uh, give you guys a a postcard, some stickers, maybe even some coffee sleeves if we can take those across the border. But uh, if you're listening to this, hopefully you have your tickets. Uh, the certainly credit goes out to Capital Wrestling, who have decided we're running a show WrestleMania Day <laughs> at noon, ready or not, they're, and they're ready. They're running head at head Ridgefield head. Park, 106 Bergen Avenue. Uh, Matt McIntosh versus Sonny Kiss versus Eddie Kingston for the Capital Wrestling title. Jeff Cannonball versus Zach Amico in a death match, uh, plus Aussie Open against the Ugly Ducklings against TBA uh, amongst the matches, and the return of Special K. As well. I mean, if they're willing to go up against Post Wrestling Live in New York, I'm oh, that's sure right. not concerned yeah. about too much. And it is named after the famous show, Ready or Not. That's where this really? title came from. Yeah. I thought that was just a Canadian show. They did name it after that show. Wow. Did yeah. you watch that show? I didn't. No. Yeah, Busy neither. and... The other girl. Um, I don't know the other girl's name. Someone will tell us. Before we get to all nine, ten hours Dude, of Dude, it's an hour and 37 and we're at WrestleMania now. Uh, last call before we, we get to our WrestleMania yeah, this review. Has to be, we haven't even packed yet. Yeah. What's up, caller? It's MJ. MJ from NJ. MJ from NJ, whom I might add, has been in a very giving mood, giving out a ton of tickets on the message board to the G1 Supercard show. How, you're so nice of you to do so. How are you, MJ? I'm good. It's WrestleMania season. What better time to give? Um... I know the WWE is giving us a lot to watch on Sunday. My God. Yeah. What's on your mind? Um, I'm surprised you guys haven't got there yet. I got home from dinner and you guys were live. I thought I'd call in. Excited to have you here. And uh, I'm going to listen to the rest of the show later. But um, we had a lot of uh, interest in those tickets. And a lot of people signed up for the message board. I just want to say, like, Really proud to be part of this post-wrestling community and excited to meet people Sunday, taking these shows with some other listeners. I had a listener reach out to me to give me, uh, offer me a chance to go to NXT. Wow. I was looking for a ticket for a while, so that's really cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank yeah, you, so, man. Uh, yeah. I know yeah. 
I, I we're looking forward to meeting you because uh, we you're somebody we've spoken to like pretty much on a weekly basis now, and we haven't had a chance to meet in person yet. So that, that goes for a whole lot of people uh, out there that we're, we've been in contact with. So thanks for uh, being a big part of it. Well, thank you guys for uh, you know continuing uh, life after. Never mind. Um, life after wrestling. About- yeah. <laughs> LAW. Yeah. Life after wrestling. There you go. I wanted to say something about Kofi's promo real quick. Sure. I have not gotten into a character and wanted a character, wanted a performer to win, not because I like them outside of wrestling or outside of the show, but like because of their character and CM Punk, the way I felt after last night's Kofi promo. Um, I haven't had a chance to listen to the review of SmackDown, so I don't know what you guys have said about it. Oh, way, um, way hated it. No, no, it was great. It was the great. highlight of the show. Daniel Bryan's troll work now with this story, and then, like, you got to think of this now. I know they always say think of it after they get to the end of it, after they get to the end of the story. This whole time, Kofi's been put through the ringer the way Bryan was, and it sucks because none of us really wanted to sit through that. But with Bryan acting as the ironic heel who is mocking this guy, who literally is what he was doing five years ago, it's actually, like, dare I say, good storytelling. No, I think a lot of people are into this story, and I think it's... Um, I, I would absolutely be putting the title on Kofi, and we do have to get to this preview, MJ, but where do you put that match yeah. on the card? Where Where is it best slotted for maximum impact? It depends on the outcome of that match and the Becky-Ronda-Charlotte match. Whichever match is sending the crowd home happy should go last. And that's, we know, the main event. So do you put on Kofi right before that and you have two major moments? I don't know. Maybe Brock defends the title and retains, and that's kind of a surprise in between. I would go SmackDown title, Raw title, women's title. and just Because at that point, it's going to be late in the night, and those three matches will fire people back up. Um, I just... yeah, and that's kind of where I go with that. I'm just laughing because I'm staring at the card in front of me and trying to arrange this in any type of like uh, meaningful order must be such a difficult task. I would love to see the run sheet Holy at the shit. end of this whole thing of the, just plotting. What do you think opens now. the show? I, well, you guys are going to get to the preview. Let me let you guys go do that. All right. All right we'll, we'll see you on Sunday, MJ. You too. All right. Um, yeah, let us let us dive into this yeah, uh, that, behemoth. That, that, we're gonna have to cut calls, uh, unfortunately, for for this weekend. Yeah, I didn't think it was gonna. I was just gonna skim through shows, but uh, me and oh, we this are, is good. This we're is talking. All right, WrestleMania 35 from MetLife Stadium. Uh, you can catch this on the WWE Network. That's where it's streaming. I believe so. If everyone wants to check. Yep. Okay. Um, we're not gonna go super in depth into every single match here, but we'll get our thoughts out. Uh, let us start. Um, do you want to start top or bottom, boy? Let's start bottom. Okay. The Revival versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder for the Raw Tag Titles. I guess they have uh, yet to officially announce this, but that's just a matter of them announcing it. I believe it's happening. And I feel Hawkins and Ryder are probably going to win. It's They're the guys from New York, and I think that's the main reason they're in this match. I, I don't know why else they are. I really see no reason for this match uh, for otherwise, because I think it's one of those cases where you you don't need to have every single title defended on this show especially no. a show that's already 15 deep um and i go one further to say that i think you could have done ricochet and black in this spot and hawkins and Ryder in the battle royal and we just do a three-way on smackdown mm, yeah i mean i do understand them wanting to give something to hawkins and Ryder. um just 
<laughs> do guess. you for the for the for the New York crowd? You know, just to kind of send them home happy. I mean, they'll be home happy anyway. But I, I this is also not uh, on the kickoff. They've announced three matches on the right. kickoff. I mean, it ultimately they could throw another one on the kickoff, but this yeah. could be thrown in somewhere on like late on the show, maybe. Sure. Let me just say, I guess for like you know a a n- very kind of bottom rung tag team. I think Hawkins and Ryder stand the best chance to get a good reaction, which work might which might work well in in the middle of of a pretty deep card in a low low point. Yeah, I think they're you know they've got their their following. It's um I don't think a match anyone's going to remember at the end of the night. Yeah. Um, but I can see Hawkins and Ryder winning this match. Should we like should we give our predictions for how much time like these matches will get to? Sure, why not? I say this one um five. I say five, man. Usos, Ricochet and Aleister Black, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, and The Bar for the SmackDown tag titles. Um, I I feel the Usos retain. I think the Usos retain, too. They just won them from Shane and The Miz. And, um, uh, and, and we should have Mike Johnson reported today at PW Insider that they have re-signed with the company oh, as well. well. Then doubly, um, you know, uh, they will retain doubly, I guess. Um, um, and I can see this one getting much more time than the Raw tag titles match. I could see this one going 12 or 13. Yeah, I would peg it at maybe seven. You know, it's still pretty low on the list of, I think, priority when you think of, like, the entire card. But, I mean, like I said on, on, on our SmackDown review, like, the, this this group is really strong. Let, let's go backwards. The, sh- the main show is at 7 p.m. When do you think <laughs> we are walking towards the exit? Because I could really see us inching towards 1 a.m. The main show is seven. So, so the pre-show is five. Um Oh, yeah. Yeah, by the time we leave the building? Uh, the show is over, and you're ready to leave. Right, okay. Um, I'm going to say... The light. The main lights go on, okay? I'm going to say 12 to 21. That's still ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is ridiculous. Oh, sure. my goodness. 12 21. Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese for the Cruiserweight title. We know this is on the kickoff show. Mm-hmm. I really have not been keeping up with 205, uh, unfortunately, but I'm... I'm Nice is like the big underdog in the match. No one expects them to win. They used to be tag partners, right? I'm really happy to see Buddy Murphy, you know, continue to get the spotlight. Um, I think he retains. I think so, too. I don't think they're going to flip it onto Tony Nice. Um, I think that this one, being on the kickoff, I think it is going to get more time, though. I could see this one getting 13. Do you think it starts the show, even? This could be the 5.30 show, the yeah. match. Yeah. It did last year, didn't it? With uh, Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. I think that oh, was. Oh, wait. No, it didn't, actually. That one didn't start. That one actually was like the main event of the kickoff, wasn't it? Or one of them. And it was, I was like. That the, was the, the I'm the, sorry, I love you moment with Cedric. Heart and, and soul. Yeah, heart, heart and soul. The year prior was was Pac and, and um, Aries. Yeah. That's how hard is that to imagine? Yeah. And you also had Dean Ambrose on the kickoff that year. Right. In Orlando. Um, women's Battle Royal. Um, she hasn't been announced yet, but I'm picking Lacey Evans to win this. Yes. Eliminating Asuka. <laughs> Just upset I everybody. I actually would go with Asuka. I mean, I know it's a little predictable because they gave her the big moment on Thursday, but I just feel like there's been so much backlash against her losing the title in the way she did that they're going to want to give this to just give this to her. I think Asuka is going to be rehab significantly after WrestleMania. I can see her, so. whether it's a heel turn. Um, I, I do see ultimately her having that program with Becky. Like, I do feel they will hmm. revisit that. And I think Asuka going through this has a motivation for a turn. And I think that in the long run, this might 
actually benefit Oscar because she was going nowhere or as a babyface. Or does she face Felicia Evans in her new program? As that as was the rumored match. At one point, they were talking about that. That was yeah. a while back. Um, that could be a program too uh, mm-hmm. coming out of this. But my pick is Lacey Evans, and I see this one going mm, nine ten minutes. Uh, yeah, sure. Samoa Joe Battle Royal. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't need to go longer than that, really. I hope not. Uh, and that's on the kickoff as well. Uh, maybe it'll go a bit longer. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, sure. And we have two battle royals on the kickoff. I don't know if that's the best. So we're not use. including entrances, right? I'm saying bell to bell. Bell to bell. Yeah, that's yeah. my estimation. Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio for the United States title. Uh, it sounds like this was a legitimate ankle injury Rey really? Mysterio had. Huh. Um, uh, during a landing, uh, he just landed awkwardly on the ankle. Um, Dave Meltzer since reported that it was a real ankle injury. Ray has said he's he's hoping he'll be fine for WrestleMania. So, yeah, hopefully he is okay. Um, I'm predicting this goes six minutes. And for I'm, that, gonna, I'm actually going to say Ray wins. Do we see the Dominic involvement? Yes. Post-match. Right. Joe attacks him in a... As Ray wins the title. Yeah, I mean, because of the injury, I, I think they would be hesitant to make the title change. Um, so I'm going to go with Joe. Uh, and I, I I look forward to seeing what Dominic can do to to play a part in this. Maybe Dominic costs Ray oh. the match. Yeah. Maybe. maybe Dominic just slips a banana peel down there for that ankle. Uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, I'm not going to list everyone that's in this. Uh, the key ones are Braun Strowman, Michael Che, Colin Jost. And I guess if you're looking for other potential winners, Andrade and Ali are the main names. Uh, mm-hmm. most notably absent, uh, Kevin Owens, who is right. not listed for anything. Uh, this is also on the kickoff show. So we have the two battle Royals and the cruiserweight title match. So this will, I'm sure be airing on the second hour, which is airing on the USA network. So you'll get Michael Che and Colin Jost on USA. Um, what, what is, what is happening in this match? Some comedy, uh, or attempts at comedy between the three of them. Good qualifier. Stroman, Che and Jost, um, you know, could Ali win this? Uh, certainly. I mean, anybody could win it. There's there's no... And what, what it means for the winner afterwards, it really means nothing. So, uh... I like the idea of Ali winning, and he's got the... You know, here's the smallest guy that wins Andre's trophy. Um, and could yeah. also benefit, maybe, from something. I could also just see them giving it to Strowman. Or Michael Che. That, too. They say they'll, they'll put the... They'll take the Andre trophy to... Studio 8H. The 8H Wonder of the World. Oh, boy. Michael Che and Colin Jost. I have no interest in this battle royal. Negative interest in the battle royal. I have some sick interest. Sick, (laughs) sadistic interest. At least it's early. It's not like it's going to be midnight and we're saying, God, we still have the battle royal. I was somebody who really enjoyed the Nicholas stuff last year. So I think comedy certainly has its place. Is Nicholas in this? No, but I mean like... Is Nicholas coming back? No, I don't think so. But I mean that type of segment, you know, like a comedy segment in the middle middle of a show. Bobby Lashley versus the demon Finn Balor for the Intercontinental title. Yeah, what's up? What's up, demon? Yeah, uh, I think the demon wins. How long? Is this going to be one of the demons like two minutes? It's a demon. It should be two. Yeah, it's a perfect excuse for a squash. We... We are being very optimistic by picking a lot of low match times. Like it, it, they are not going to be this. Sh- all of them are not going to be this if quick. If they went short, we wouldn't be upset, would we? I uh, these matches, uh, Joe and Mysterio. I think six minutes would be shortchanging them the big injury? time. But with the injury, eh, maybe. Um, yeah, I can't say like if if the the SmackDown tag title match got 
14, 15 minutes, I think you largely get a good match out of that. Um, and some of the, like Lashley and Demon, and Demon, I I don't need 12 minutes of that. I don't need, I, 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 again, I think it's a perfect opportunity for a squash match. Just to put over the Demon, give him a big entrance, big celebration, done. Sasha Banks and Bailey against Natalia and Beth Phoenix versus Nia Jackson, Tamina versus the Iconics for the tag titles. I think that uh, while she hasn't gotten the biggest attention, I think Beth Phoenix has been one of my favorite parts in the lead up to this. And it's been very brief. It's only been a few weeks. I thought she was great on Monday. I think I, I wish she was just in a a more focused role because uh, I think she is more than up for it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I to be honest, I kind of hope Beth sticks around for a little. I think it could really help this division and maybe come out of this where they're not involved in the finish, but either they win the titles, uh, but are not involved in the finish with Banks and Bailey. So you could have some, a rivalry there. Um, yeah. I, I could see, yeah, multiple, I'll, I'll go with Natalia and Beth winning the titles, actually. Wow. I definitely think there's more life in, in that team. Uh, and actually in all of these teams beyond this four, four-way tag team match. So I'd li- I too would like to see Natalia and Beth stick around. But I think Banks and Bailey are still establishing these belts. So I, I think they will retain. You know what? There's no way Natalia's not coming out like with Jim Neidhart's jacket or something like that. The night after the Hall of Fame. She's going to be the sentimental favorite. Not around Ruby Riot, I hope. Oh, geez. Yeah. No glasses. No glasses. Yeah. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, I think this one's going like 20 minutes. I think this is going to be a long one. Sure. This yeah. is when we're getting into the deep singles matches. I don't and think this one needs to be, though. I don't think it needs to, but I think it will end up being it. Yeah, I mean, if this one... If they're beating Roman, it's going to go long. If they're beating Drew, it's going long. I don't think they're going to beat Roman. I think this. if this went 12-15, I think everybody would be very satisfied. Yeah, I like Roman winning this as well. I think that that's the outcome here. And I think that Drew is ultimately... They are probably going to split these two on different brands. I could also see that happening. Sure. Yeah, they both have the same kind of... Look, the jogger look, which I won't, I won't finish the rest. Oh of yeah, you'll reference. upset people. Yeah, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin, uh, over under five minutes. I say under. I think this is going four minutes. Yeah, Angle taps him out. Yeah, and that's all it needs to be. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know you've spoken to people who say it won't be John Cena, but man, I, I just, I think it's a perfect opportunity to appease this crowd. I think the match is such a letdown, though, for for everyone. It doesn't have to be a full match, you know? I think, well, anyway. Well, what do you think Cena is doing? I think maybe now would be a good time to, to mention it. Do you, ex- yeah, like he's probably doing something, right? Yeah, he's doing something. Right. Um, also, let's remember uh, uh, Alexa's got a segment. Alexa's got a segment. Elias has a segment. Yeah. Um, I imagine Michael Che and call like they've announced them as correspondents. They that could mean segment segments throughout I think the show. That means segment, like I think that that means them being in the battle royal and maybe we catch up with them in like the hospital or something afterwards. Uh, yeah, there could be something like that. Who knows what else um, could be worked into the show? Um, you know, listing those things of nothing has been teased, nothing has been announced. So, like interrupting Elias is the most natural thing for me. Yeah. Would you be happy if it, if it was that? I think Honky Tonk Man would make the most sense for that. So, they like don't that. do that, though, with their yeah. Hall of Fame guys. You know sure. what I mean? Like yeah. Honky Tonk Man, they view those kinds of run-ins as like big moments. And I don't think they're, they're reserving that for the Honky Tonk I'll Man. I'll say Cena interrupting lines. To me, doesn't really make that much sense. It makes as much sense as, as I think the Undertaker interrupting alliance. But I would say I, I, I could definitely see that happening only because... What if Cena comes out to sing or something? 
it's not better than I think a, a, at least a big celebration with Kurt Angle at the end of that match, but because you know. Okay, I, how about this? Who who if not Cena interrupts Elias, putting aside your honky tonk man booking idea. Um, uh, The Rock. <laughs> uh, sure. Maybe The Rock will oh, show whatever. up to face Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um, the Invisible Man. Oh well. I'm sure he'll probably he'll make his probably way to make a run stadium. in at some point. Yeah, I bet you you'll see him. He's here right now. <laughs> wow, look at that special crew here. Uh, Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. Is this the start of a program, or is this? Um, I guess ultimately the brand split. You never know where these guys are going to end up in a couple of weeks' time. But uh, very simple build. I think it's been effective. I think it's a good spot for both guys. It's a not main event match, but solid mid card match. And I see them getting. Like, this is an opponent that I think Randy Orton is going to get up for, and I think this will be reminiscent of the match he had with Seth Rollins a few years ago. Yeah. I love that match, and yeah. one of the best finishes Orton's ever had with the mm-hmm. the the huge, uh, what was he, the, the press the into the RKO? Stomp. Uh, that's right, that's right, yeah. Man, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I am too. I think like it typically like, you know, Randy Orton has that very slow style, but I also know, you know, being in there with AJ Styles, it kind of counteracts that. So I'm very curious to see what somebody like AJ Styles could do with Randy Orton. Could he bring out his strong suits and, you know, make this overall a spectacular match? And I think they can, but, um, will it continue? Let's also remember, you know, they like to do their rematches after WrestleMania, um, Saudi Arabia is coming up at some point as well. Is that April or, or uh, May? So initially it was going to be May 3rd and it seems that there is a conflict and um, Dave had the a new date listed for June uh, in this week's Observer. Okay. Um, but th- yeah, nothing's been announced. Okay. I could see them doing a rematch. You know, I've, I feel like they haven't really gotten into the meat of this feud yet. So um, this could continue. I wouldn't yeah. mind that at all. Um as we're all, we should keep track of this, okay? So we've gone through. We're expecting Balor to win the title. We're expecting Reigns to beat Drew McIntyre, which I could see that going the other way. But baby Reigns, faces, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Angle beating Corbin. In this one, I can certainly see Orton being because as we go up, there's a lot of arguments for babyface victories, and Orton could be one let where. Me, let me change my mind. I don't necessarily think Angle has to beat Baron Corbin. You know, I mean, how often do we see people retire coming off of losses, losing a retirement match? I think Baron's fully there because he's someone they can beat. He's there to be beaten you for the pop. So well, you think so? But I mean, this is also Kurt Angle. Well, listen, the way they ended Raw, where he's tapping out Corbin, uh, certainly like that would that would not have been the way I would have ended it, especially if Angle's getting yeah, that big Angle, win. Angle, like let's be honest, like Angle looks the way he looks, whereas Baron Corbin is is a a guy who's sticking around. I just think it's such an easy pop. You know what I mean? The feel good moment, but. Maybe we shall um, see. Uh, so Orton and Styles, um, I, I guess I'm, I, I guess go, I'm picking Orton because they Orton. probably have a great finish with the RKO in mind. Yeah, I go Orton too. And AJ kind of continues this losing streak then, sure. And that could set him up to go to Raw, or they just continue this feud and he gets the win down the road. Shane McMahon and The Miz in a Falls Count Anywhere match. We've talked about this possibly opening the show. Um, yeah, I don't know where it ends up, but. I'm not looking forward to this one, and I do see another heel win here. I I see Shane winning this one. I I look forward to going into the arena and seeing what Shane could possibly jump off of to to make for that WrestleMania moment. Um, I think that's you know I think this match will will be a good stunt show, or at least we'll have one very interesting stunt. 
The rest of it could potentially be trying, but because it's a false count anywhere match, I I feel like there could be enough bells and whistles to to make it work. This what, one needs it too. What I don't want to see though is just like the that's, twenty minutes of plotting to get to the like, big stunt. The badass Miz, you know, like Stone Cold oh, Steve man. Miz. It used to be badass Shane that used to take me out of the matches. Now we got yeah. both of them here. Um, How much time? Oh, uh, you know what? Should be eleven. Probably will be twenty. I could really see this Especially one. Especially if it if it's early, I could see it yeah. being at least fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm not looking forward to this one. It's it's one of the weaker ones. But sure. we will see how they gimmick this one up. Yeah. Triple H versus Batista, no holds barred match. Could be Triple H's final match of his career away. Nobody is buying this stip. To the I, point, I would wonder how many people know this stip is part of it. No, I mean, if you don't read the graphics, you might not. They not did really not hammer attention. that home. I wonder if they're even going to bring that up or if they they will. They will. They sure. did. They bring it up on Monday. I had no one correct me like usual part. when I miss a, a point. I think it was at least on the graphic. OK, it was on uh, for Smackdown, but Hunter's know. winning this. Or they could shock us. They won't shock anyone. No. I think this is this is one again, like the Shane match that I dread is going so long. When I really hope it's not. Yeah. Um, what What would you like this one to be? Oh, seven. I, it's I think probably going to be twenty five. They're going to be at, they're going to go at least fifteen. Yeah, I could see them going twenty because it's Hunter and Batista. No, oh, Jesus, that's a scary recipe. Um, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, WWE title. I really feel strongly on Kingston winning this. Kingston versus Daniel Bryan, I I do too. I think there are two slam dunks that you really can't fuck with, no matter how many baby faces are already winning on this show, and that's Kofi Kingston and Becky Lynch. Everybody else could lose, but those two need to win. Lance Storm brought up um, a point uh, on his show with Brian Alvarez, the fact that Kofi winning this title, granted this is when Lance and most people assume the Saudi Arabia show was in May, but it gives the out that Daniel Bryan doesn't have to be on that show. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins for the Universal Title. Uh, as we get closer to this way, I I'm leaning Lesnar on this. I am too. Yeah. Yep. I could see this really. It is. Yeah. I think it's the mo- most expendable babyface win of the main events, and um, I don't think it necessarily hurts Seth that much to lose it now if he does end up winning it later. Mm. I I do feel it hurts him to lose this. No. I don't... No, I mean, he'll be in the same spot that he's in, you know? Does he get a rematch, though? Does this program continue after Mania if he does lose? I mean, the thing is, you've already started this thing with Drew McIntyre. That's You've got your ready-made challenger for Seth Rollins to win this. Um, I don't even remember that. Drew just beat him on TV a few yeah, weeks ago. that's true. You're right. Um, but then you have Roman in the mix. Um, you know, it ultimately comes down to, like, I believe Lesnar is not leaving before the Saudi Arabia show. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's going to be pushed another month. So do you take the title off? I mean, you could do Rollins winning this and the rematch they may have expected for Saudi Arabia as Lesnar is the challenger. And that's where Lesnar, you know, puts or the his... other way around. Yeah, you could do that, too. And then Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch for the Raw and SmackDown women's titles um, is our caller onto something is charlotte holding up both titles to end this because i don't think there's a prayer that's happening we would see a revolt this is becky's night i think so too i think it's um and i think the crowd is going to be electric for this match you know to me the conclusion of the match 
like is there's only one choice but maybe what we could talk about is you know how are they going to book the match because the way they've been booking ronda rousey has been you know like mma ronda rousey unstoppable shoot ronda rousey when she wants to end the match she will like he, nobody lasts more than i don't know i guess a minute and a half in there with her how will they kind of have the other two negate that aspect of her in order to make a full match kendo stick yeah okay ken you mean ken yeah the return of Ken. Um, we got to have a three-way kendo stick spot at some point in this match. I, I really like the idea of Becky taps Ronda. Uh, it doesn't even have to be tab. I know some people are kind of off by the idea of it will be not believable for her to tap out Ronda. I really don't feel that. That, that audience will explode if Ronda taps. It almost seems like everything's been built towards that spot. Um, but anyway, Becky beats Ronda. Charlotte is not involved in the finish. And they are sent to separate brands. And... They don't meet for a long time. And that's the elusive match that you hold off. You say you're going to hold off on it for a long, long time, and then you do it way before you should. That's an elusive match, but, I mean, we don't really know Ronda's status yet. You know, she she could be leaving, but she could still make intermittent appearances. And so I still feel it's her time to lose, regardless of what her status is after this show. Yeah, I would say, maybe. you know what, I I... If she is sticking around for another month, then you could argue Becky beats Charlotte and then you do the rematch with Ronda and that's when she gets the win. Save the mm-hmm. Ronda match if she's here for another month. But I like I don't know. If I was They've even if I was WWE, it's like, okay, I could keep her for another month, but am I getting more value out of Becky winning on this show? Beat by well, I mean Becky could win, but without necessarily pinning Ronda. Or, it's like, or, is it that memorable Ronda. a match for her to do it at Backlash or whatever the next pay-per-view what is? What if it's SummerSlam? What if she comes back then? Uh, that's is a, it worth saving That's a long that? wait. That's a long wait. Yeah. we. I mean, without really knowing, I I, I can't really say for sure. Um, it doesn't change my thinking that Becky should be winning in this oh, one. Oh, Becky should win. Yes. I guess the question is who she be- beats. I think ultimately, I think you, you, whether Ronda's staying for two months or leaving immediately after this show... The long-term rival is Charlotte. And I feel that mm-hmm. is the one you should... But they've done that so much. Well, you 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 put it on hold for a long time and make people want it again. Mm. And it consumes Charlotte that this is a... Uh, you know, she never lost her title. Now, also, what happens with these titles yeah. afterwards? They have never said unification. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately, you know, it could be as soon as the superstar shakeup that it's kind of a... You know, Ultimate Warrior winning the WWF and IC title. He's the double champion, but he has to give up the IC title. Yeah, I guess what would make sense would be perhaps a, a match somewhere down the line. I get, like you mentioned with Asuka, because Asuka did beat Becky for that belt mm-hmm. at one point. But maybe they'll make it a three-way with Charlotte because Charlotte beat Asuka. Who knows? Yeah, and you could ultimately have a tournament coming out of this for one of the titles. Now, are they cycling like through that mix a little too much? Like, Who joins them in that kind of upper tier in the main event mix? Yeah, I mean, if you are taking Ronda out of that mix, um, I think Oscar should be one. They they need, um, you know, uh, when I look at call ups, I I don't see Shayna be um, unless they had their mindset of like we need to create a monster to follow Ronda. I mean, mm-hmm. you could make Sh- Shayna could be in that mix easily. I, I think immediately, actually, like she might even be needed, you know, as a replacement. You know, Bailey and Sasha are, are currently going. From what we, what I expect, they they will still be tied up in the tag team division. Maybe Nia makes the move. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's you know that's it's lining up. I I think you really have the potential in something with Becky. Um, getting this big 
win and having a lot of buzz coming out of this show that she could be something very big. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we've, we've seen what she's been able to do so far from like a crowd reaction standpoint, but kind of getting now she is in the position to carry the women's division. Um, yeah. Can this have a real impact on business? How about match order, especially with the the last three matches? Where would you slot? Um, I guess really just Kingston and Brian and, and Seth and, and Brock. I think Brock and Seth is one where you do have to be careful because you don't want to put in the wrong place because you could risk the crowd maybe not being as hot. Brian and Kingston, I think, is near bulletproof. I think that audience, they will be up for whenever they put that match on. True. So, And conversely, the women, we know where they're going, and I'm not worried about that match going on last. I think that that's going to be a big buzz in the stadium at 5 in the morning when that match begins. Uh, so I guess um, I guess if we're looking at this, especially if Lesnar's retaining, I'm putting it kind of middle of the show. And I might put Brian and Kingston on a bit later. And What in between? To be honest, I don't even hate the idea of the two big title switches coming at the end of the show back to back. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm never the biggest fan of the buffer match that you want to bring the crowd down. Um, could they be, though, so exhausted after Kingston beating Brian that it, it could affect the main event? The problem is, like, when it comes to buffer options. Remember, this is eight hours into this show. I understand that. Um, but, you know, it's like we watch a UFC card, it's like. They don't have that idea of let's do a buffer fight before the main event of right. just as long a show sometimes. And also your options, like they're all on the kickoff show that you've eliminated. So the revival versus Ryder and Hawkins is like your option. And I can't see that going I think, so late. I think any of these matches would be considered buffer matches in comparison. I think Lashley versus the Demon could be a, a buffer match in between if you just wanted a big spectacle, you know? Do it quick. Um Certainly, I don't think you would do Shane versus The Miz in that slot. That's No, I, again, I could see that there. opening the show. Yeah. Um, I well, really hope they don't do something like put Brian and Kofi on first. I think that would be a yeah, mistake. That would kind of... They like the to impact. do that sometimes, get the, the shock of what's starting the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you see starting the show? I'm leaning towards Shane and Miz. That would make a lot of sense. I could see Orton Styles, you know, um, something fast. If that's what they want to do, I could see if uh, if we don't know where the tag team matches. Uh, it's actually not not really important enough. But maybe maybe the uh, women's tag, but that might not be hot enough either. Orton so, and Styles? Yeah, so I would lean towards more Orton Styles or, uh, um, you know, Joe Mysterio, maybe. So basically, pretty much every match could could open the show. Okay, the biggest question of all that everyone wants way to answer: Rey Mysterio's outfit. Oh, okay. Now, what's interesting? What's hot right now? Has he done Iron Man? Has he done uh, Aquaman? Maybe. No, nah, I don't know. That's not that. Cool. Can he come out in a? Oh, what was the? What are they? Tra- they dressed people, up in, like, in Endgame in the trailer. Ron, Ron, oh, the quantum suit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if people get that reference. Um, or does Hunter have dibs on the Marvel? entrance this year as thanos right yeah um well rollins did thanos last year oh did he yeah i I don't even remember he did he did thanos at some point at least um who does ray show up as (laughs) um uh 
What's like a father-son combo? Maybe Dominic's going to dress up with him. Oh, okay. Something with a dad. Uh, Maybe he'll be Iron Man and Peter Parker is Dominic. Though visually, that doesn't really work. Sure. Yeah, why not? The mentor. I don't don't have a better one. Sorry. All right. We have been going very long. Uh, That is WrestleMania. On Monday, there's more because Access is back. On new, who wants to go from WrestleMania to Access the next morning? We had this conversation. I think there there could potentially be a lot of people that maybe I know. they're staying in town. They want something. Yeah, to do. their families. They're like you know they don't go to Access on the Saturday or Sunday. And to be honest, Monday. of all the lineups, this one looks great. It's the women: uh, Io Shirai versus Sonya Deville, Bianca Belair, Nikki Cross, and Tony Storm in a three way. Piper Niven versus Zelina Vega and Candice LeRae versus Kaylee Ray. It's like an all women's. Yeah, that's show. yeah, that's the theme they're doing. So that's. That's a really good lineup. Um, and then Raw Monday night and SmackDown Tuesday night. And that is WrestleMania week in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Way and I have to go pack because we have a flight in a couple of hours. So we are going to bid everyone a fond fa- farewell. Uh, we will be back Thursday night with a bonus show. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, all of our shows, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we'll be dropping bonus shows on the Post Wrestling Cafe you can go sign up, postwrestlingcafe.com. That gives you access to all of our archives and all of the bonus content we'll be dropping this weekend. Uh, plus, we will have our free WrestleMania post show late Sunday night. Davey and Braden will be doing a NXT TakeOver post show on Saturday morning. We'll be covering TakeOver ourselves on our bonus show. So every show that we go to, we'll be covering. You will... Be there right with us along the way. Some of these shows we will maybe record like remotely in some parts. Also, I like to announce the return of Patreon Lens. Whoa! Patreon Lens, which is uh, the Patreon Snapchat feature. Uh, we'll be snapping everything along the way so you will feel right there with us on our trip. All right, that is it. Thank you to everybody. You can uh, follow along all weekend long at postwrestling.com. Uh, postwrestlingcafe.com is where you can get all the shows and we'll speak to you from New York.